Hello and welcome back to the HFFL pod. Big week for us here this week. We are on to week nine. Hard to believe it's already this far away. We have five regular season games remaining before the uh, the reseed week, so uh, we got a lot to discuss today. Rich, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing fantastic. Feeling great, doing great. Feeling great, doing great. Love it. And we got Kellen. Kellen, welcome back. It's been a while. It really has. Um, I've been doing my own podcast, being the host, and I am so excited to just be a guest again. I'm thrilled to be back on. <laughs> Um, for those who don't know, Kellen coaches or has the uh, commissioner's what is it, the commissioner's corner? Commissioner Kellen podcast. Commissioner Kellen podcast. So he goes over his uh, his three leagues that he's got. It's a nice it's a nice listen. Um, I listen to the guillotine part, and then I frankly don't listen to the rest. But it's uh it's pretty sweet. I like it. I appreciate the kind words. Yeah, you were uh, kind of led the way for me, getting me into this whole podcasting thing. So I'm glad you enjoy it. It's it's been very positive feedback, but. You know, I listen back, and sometimes it's like nails on a chalkboard listening to myself <laughs> a host. So trying to learn and improve in certain areas. So it's a work in progress. Yeah, it gets better. All right, so we are going to go over the uh, week eight results. Um, instead of doing a fab review this week, we're actually going to do a, an HFFL standings review. We're just going to kind of go over everything, where everyone sits, um, how things are looking, uh, just kind of a, just a general overview, just kind of off the cuff. I think it'll be nice, a nice little thing for us to look at there. Obviously, we're going to have three yards and a cloud of dust becoming an absolute staple of the pod. Um, and then we will break down the week nine matchups. We're going to start off, though. Um, Rich, tell us about this trade you made today. So Corey got Bobby Okariki, uh, 2023 Mike second, 2023 Scott second. And then Rich gets Rashad Bateman. Tell us about this one, Rich. Wait, hold on. Just just to clarify the haul here, I believe he got a 24 Mike second and a 23 Scott Second, correct? Second. Yeah, so 23-24. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I was just – I had to, I had a break at lunch today um, from a uh, training I was doing. And I was eating lunch at my desk, and I was just kind of flipping through the depth charts. You know, there's a – if you go to reports and you go to NFL, um, it says fantasy depth charts. And I was just kind of flipping through there to see where everybody was at the depth charts and see who's been added and figuring out who was where. And I just happened to roll across Rashad Bateman. And, you know, I'm looking for like, you know, explosive offenses and, and guys that are out there that are young. And I've seen he was hurt and just really hadn't produced a lot this year. And I remember coming out of the draft um, when he was selected at, I think, 14th overall. Um, I was a big fan. You know, he got big guy, lots of speed, good hands, runs good routes. I know everybody was down on him because Lamar Jackson isn't that good of a thrower of the football, uh, but he's coming along. But I said, you know what? Here's a guy that I think could really benefit my team. He's hurt now, which, you know, for me, it doesn't really matter. It's like I need him now. Um, but I said, you know, he could be a good guy for the future. Um, I looked at who owned him, and it was Corey. And I'm like, well, Corey could use some defense. Um, let me let me shoot an offer over and see what he thinks. Um, shot an offer over a couple hours later. I just hit him up and said, Hey, offer sitting in your inbox. Take a look. He said, yeah, I seen it. Give me a minute. Uh, I'm interested. I'd like to do a little bit more research. I said, okay, you know, have at it. Hour after that offer was accepted. Beautiful. Uh, and that's the end of that. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a uh, pretty smooth sailing dealing with Corey. So yeah. it worked out. Sometimes a trade comes together. Yes. Mm -hmm. but you know you know what happens when you when you when you make a 
an enticing offer and you make, you know, you don't just throw a third at, you know, you just don't come at me and give, try to throw a fourth or a third for Terrace Marshall, right? You, you make a good offer and it, and usually it gets accepted. That's fair. Yeah. Hey, I like your player. Can I have him for free? Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's the way to go. <laughs> you know, I've done that for a jumping off point for sure. I think we've all been guilty. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I've, I've 100% done it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I think I spanned the entire league when Jordan Fuller didn't start uh, his first game. Everybody got Jordan Fuller for a second in their inbox. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good, uh, good point out there on the uh, NFL. So reports, NFL depth chart. I've never looked at that. That's oh, yeah. pretty I, cool. I surf that quite a bit, um, like just that. looking at, uh, you know, different depth charts and who's out there and then who owns who on the depth chart. Right. You know, so look how far down some of these guys are, are owned. Yeah. I like offense that. and defense. I didn't know this page existed. I, yeah, I've always been on ESPN and our lads look at the depth charts and this is downright useful. Yes, it is. Uh, what did you think about this one, Callan? Uh, I thought it was pretty good on both sides. I kind of question. Bobby Okariki's uh, long-term usage and Rich, we, we talked, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you don't, we don't know what he's going to be kind of long-term. Um, so you, you kind of cashed in there. You gave up some picks for Bateman, but I mean, Bateman, super talented player. He's so young. He's only 22. Uh, and you have so many of those picks anyways, you might as well spend a couple of them and get some flyers on some younger uh, players, see if they pan out. Um, then Corey, he, he picked up a nice linebacker piece. Again, we'll see what he is weeks or like months from now. Um, but he also got some much needed second round draft capital. He didn't have much in the draft pick category. So I think both sides got some good pieces that both teams needed. So I think it was both on good sides. Yeah. Um, for me, I kind of like you were saying, I have been a huge fan of Rashad Bateman. Um, I, I love the role that he has in that offense. Um, I, I just think he's he's going to be a very good player. I think he can fit, fit right into what Hollywood Brown was doing there. Um, obviously, Mike's pick is, you know, is it going to be a pretty good pick? Like, that's just what it is. Like, Mike's team is is right now it's bottom three, uh, or no, bottom five, I believe, actually, in the in the league right now. Obviously, this is next year's. So, I mean, that's, that's a good, solid pick, but the beauty here for for Rich is that he knows what he's buying. There's no questions asked. Like you're literally getting, probably you know, a, definitely the best piece in this trade, in my opinion. I, I don't know that you draft a better player at those two positions, and then obviously Bateman goes and gets hurt, so that kind of sucks. Um, but I I definitely agree with you guys with Okariki. Um, I mean he he's not he's not even like their full time starter, so that's where I'm confused. I guess like mm-hmm. and. Corey had told me is that he was a, you know, like 22nd ranked dynasty linebacker where he was looking. And I was shocked when he told me that I was like, that, that can't be right. So I looked hmm. and I'll be damned. Like a lot of people have him really high. So I started really looking into it. I mean, Shaq Leonard got five years, 98 and a half million. So he's a starter. Duh. Right. Like, I mean, obviously. And then uh, Zaire Franklin got three years, 10 million. So, I mean, and Okariki's on an expiring rookie deal. So I don't see Okariki staying there. So I'm kind of surprised that, you know, these people are so high on him. And especially, I mean, last week, Shaq Leonard was back for the first time since what week four and Okariki's split and snaps with him, just like he did in week four, Mm -hmm. Um, like literally legitimate split. Uh, Shaq played 39%. Okariki played 61. I mean, Darius Leonard's not playing 
39% of snaps next week. Like he's going to only continue to trend up until he's hundred percent. And then does that mean that Okariki is zero or is he, you know, teens, twenties, like to me, Franklin, is, is not the Franklin peak. hasn't come off the field. No, Franklin has been hundred percent steady the all year season. long. Yeah, yeah. The whole season. Um, so I don't think Okariki is really going to be a long-term piece at all. Um, but I think even without him being a long-term piece, this is good compensation. I mean, Mike's, Mike's pick alone, you know, is only like going to be what, five or six picks away from where Bateman was originally drafted. So um, I think this definitely helps you both. And and to me, is this the signal that Corey is, is ready to sell? And I asked him, he said he was not, um, but you know, your, your move, your action kind of states otherwise. So should be interesting going forward. Yeah. One other piece of this too. So I'm looking at the snap count percentages for Bobby Okariki. Mm-hmm. Um, Week one, 100%. Week two, 93%. Week three, 89%. Week four, 70%. Week 500. Week six, 89 700%. This past week, he was down to 61%. Yep. So getting phased out or what? I don't know what the story is, but. It's I'm that Darius Leonard's back. They're splitting. So there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, th- that's the thing with him, right? Is This one of the reasons I was shopping him a little bit. I shopped him over to Kellen today. Um, but there is uncertainty there. Right. And I don't I don't want to hold on to him, hoping he finds a spot, he signs a deal. And then who knows, like what system he goes in. There's so just so much uncertainty with linebackers unless you have an absolute stud. And I don't see Bobby Okariki as an absolute stud. So he's very good. Um, and it's only really been a year and a half that he's kind of emerged. It was end of last year and then the beginning of this year. So maybe maybe only a full year of games. Um, so I figured it was a nice sell high time for him um you know scott's pick is likely to be high this year um and then yeah who knows what mike's pick is going to be next year um lots of time between now and then but in the meantime i get a very talented 22 year old receiver who can be on my team for years to come so who has an established role in an offense a, a productive offense right all right, um, on to our game picks reviews. Um, I am up to four and four. I picked Kellen as my lock of the week over me last week. Got that done. Good job, Kellen. And for my upset of the week, I uh, lost. I picked a Rico. I'm down to four and four with my upsets. Uh, for Rich, he is up to four and four. Corey got a win. Corey Hagerman. So he got a nice win there for Rich. And then Scott or uh, Corey also, or excuse me, Rich also won his upset pick. He took Scott. So uh, two and all there for last week for you, Rich. That was pretty good. Yeah, about time. I knew I had to get on the winning, winning, winning track. So yeah, it was nice. All right. Week eight matchups. Uh, tell us about Ryan and Mike's matchup, Kellen. Yeah. Um, so he's back and by he, I mean, CMC and Ryan goes as CMC goes and he got 37 points from that newest 49er and that propels Ryan to a much needed win there against Mike. Um, I guess the he's back comment can apply to, D hop too, because he put up a 30 burger of his own. Uh, and those guys are really the main two reasons why Ryan put up over 200 time, uh, 200 points for the second time this year. And Mike doesn't really have a bad week himself, but that 170 just wasn't quite good enough. Um, but what stinks for Mike is he has a couple, you know, he had a couple roster changes he could have made to squeak out the win, but shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yep. All right, tell us about the next one here, Rich. Uh, we've got Corey Stevens versus Julian. This was kind of crazy. What an absolute barn burner. 
there was less defense played in this matchup than the Tennessee Alabama game a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, both offenses absolutely showed out. Um, overall offensive scoring, Julian was number one. Corey was number two last week. Defensively, Corey was number four in the league. Julian was number five. But Julian's difference maker, Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. Without that trade, Julian does not win this game this week. Uh, that trade alone got him this win, much needed win. Um, this matchup had everything, man. It had so much high, so much high scoring, seven total players over 20 points, five of those over 30. It's a real tough break for Corey to lose this matchup, scoring the second most points this week. And sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles, though. So Corey falls to three and five in desperate need of a win this week. Julian just continues to cruise seven and one. He wins 260 to 245. Yeah, and and for for uh, Corey, I mean, that's that's tough. I mean, we're talking about a top 30 score in the history of the league and you lose like that. It's, it's been a tough year for Corey um, and, and getting something like that happening to you. That's just a total, total kick in the dick. I mean, that's. Brutal. Yeah. Do you have those stats of like highest score ever? And like, oh, yeah. so reports, uh, records, franchise records is where that specific is that you can look at highest score or lowest score records franchise records yep. do you have a total for the matchup though but like for the two teams no no I, I don't know like the highest scoring loss or anything like that. i'm just honestly just assuming i mean you put up a top 30 point we've been on this platform for five it's our fifth season i think on this platform and you put up numbers like that i think he's the number 31 that's the number 31 score in the history of this league on this platform and you take an l Jeez. i mean that's that's brutal <laughs> That's, that's absolutely tough. brutal. Ty at 31st. Yeah. 235 points and you lose. I mean, that's and that's what I was I was texting in our group chat talking with Julian. I was like, man, one of you guys <laughs> is gonna just that's gonna be brutal. That's tough to bounce back from scoring those kind of points and, and losing. Like that's dude, that's crazy. Yeah. It's real the crazy. first time I'm on this list is 2019. <laughs> at 30 <laughs> at 35. That's how long it's been. Kellen's I mean, number good, 35. Kellen's Kellen's got up there. One and two. Oh One, yeah, seven. the big, the big thick hawk. That's right. Throwback. Yeah, Kellen's got yeah. some upside. I just got one in the top fifty, and it was twenty nineteen week nine. <laughs> That's hey, sweet. We're back. Um, hey, you got a championship in twenty eighteen. All right, you got it done. I did. I did. Who did I beat in that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm trying to block <laughs> those kinds of things out. <laughs> they hurt too much. Make the bad man stop. Focus on the future. Tell me where he touched you on this doll. <laughs> All right. Walt versus Kobe. Um, must win spot for here for Walt. Um, he was able to absolutely I mean, just a total squeak by here. Seven points. It didn't really look good. I mean, the entire day, Kobe was in control all the way up until Sunday night football. And then on Monday night, Walt was able to uh, work his way back in, get a get a victory. Much, much needed potential season, season saving win there for Walt. Um, but he had a little help here. Kobe benched or, or Devonja Campbell, excuse me, got hurt. Uh, George Pickens got a zero, you know, but a win's a win here. You know, he, Walt is still third in points four. Um, for Kobe, tough loss, you know, kind of like Corey's situation, but, you know, 38 points less scoring 197 and losing. That's that still stings. I mean, that's tough. Um, but Kobe's going to be fine. He's fifth in points four, fourth in potential points. He's got the uh, number four all-play record in the league at 64%. I mean, Kobe's a good team. He's He's here. He's for real. Uh, Brendan versus Rich. Tell us about this one, Callan. Yeah, so Brendan gets a lucky break from the fantasy football scheduling gods and picked a good week to play Rich because uh, he only put up 141 himself. 
Uh, sorry, Rich, but um, Josh Allen for Brendan put 19, and that was his only offensive player in the double digits, which is a problem. Uh, 141 points doesn't get you a win most weeks, but Brendan squeaks by and moves into the final playoff position for now. Um, so he'll take it. Rich yeah. scraps there just 118, but he had some nice defensive performances and then had enough, uh, had a couple of young guys and Terrace Marshall and Christian Harris have nice games, which is promising for the future. Yeah. Rich's future is looking nice. He's got some nice pieces. He's there are some pieces. pieces. Sure. Yep. Nice to see uh, Terrace Marshall getting some love there, Kellen. About damn time. Yeah. Yeah. I knew he could ball. I just haven't oh, yeah. seen it. Oh yeah. That would be huge for you and Waffle, just like it'd be huge for Rich here. Absolutely. I'm rooting for it. Yes, me too. I like that guy. Yeah, if I can put me together, uh, you know, Gabe Davis, Terrace Marshall come through, Rashad Bateman. That'd be nice. Nico. Yeah. A little Nico it's action. Point. It's not a bad starting yeah. point. And, a little and Dam- Dam- Damian Harris on a new team. Cam yep. Akers coming through. Look out. Okay. A little Bijan Magic. A little Bijan Mustard on there. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Hook Alright, now we're starting to look like a little bit of a team here. There you go. <laughs> All right, next matchup. Corey Hagerman versus Rico. I'm gonna start with Rico here. He started his best lineup, which I greatly appreciate. Um, he seems like he's absolutely locked in that 1.02. Um, he's 100 points back now here from Rich for 1.01, uh, but he's got 200 points on on the next team, which is Ryan at 103. He's he's pretty well locked in. I mean, Rich Rich's team would have to absolutely explode uh, for uh, for excuse me for Rico to catch him. And then you know, as you guys have seen, Corey. Uh, Corey's been uh, giving me the business, and I like it. So fucking Corey won. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. This is bullshit. I don't like it. It's dumb. Um, but he's still 11th in potential points, 9th in all play, 9th in points four. The fifth best offense in the league, though, that's good. But the 12th worst defense. I mean, it's, this defense is trash. 12th at D-line, 10th at linebacker. He is 6th at DB, so there's at least that. Um, that floor, though, that floor is just bad. When you got a defense like this, you know, it's it's tough to win consistently. And he's kind of proven that um, he's, he's only had three wins and his three wins are versus rich Rico and Mike. I mean, that's, that's the three worst teams in the league right now, pretty hands down when it comes to points. Um, but you know, he's going to tell me to fuck off and he's right. I, I should fuck off. Um, but like I've been saying with Ryan, you know, the time to sell is now, like he's got to sell on these aging, aging assets. If he's going to get max value for them, you know, the Keenan Allen who somehow is hurt again, uh, Travis Kelsey, oh. I mean, these guys, their value, well, Keenan's might go up because he just somehow keeps hurting that hammy. Um, but their value is is high right now. Like now's a great time to sell a guy like Travis Kelsey. No one's thinking the end is near. And once it comes, it's over. Like he's gonna be elite and then dead. I just I just don't know. I think there's a ton of in between. Unless he goes like three years of Tony Gonzalez, where he's a tight end 10-ish, you know, decent guy for the last tail end of his career. Then you get uh, Motor City Dan Campbell, DeAndre saying DeAndre Swift got too many touches. It's like he had ten. How's that? Uh, how's that too many touches? So I don't know. I don't Thanks know what he's gonna do. He's got five games left here. He's got that reseed week, you know. But every single buddy, every single team he's got left is is in the playoff hunt. So it's not it's not an easy schedule for him. So um, I think uh, maybe he sounded the alarm with that first deal today with uh, Rashad Bateman. Maybe he's willing to make some moves here. But um, I, I think he needs to. And uh, as somebody who has his pick. Get her done. <laughs> All right. Uh, me versus Kellen. Kellen, tell us about this. Hey, Jimmy. Game. Jimmy, we, we skipped uh, Scott v. Jeff. You want to do it after Kellen? Um, go, no, go ahead. Jump in. How did I? Oh, oh, I did. I see it now. Go ahead, Rich. Yeah, yeah. So 
Jeff, this week was uh, was second in defensive scoring. I think, Jimmy, you pointed this out, that Jeff has established himself a very low floor or a very high floor with his with his defensive scoring. I think the last three weeks he's been either one or two. Uh, but this week I think the pod called it. No Eckler meant uh, no win for Jeff. Uh, it didn't help that uh, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams combined for two total points. Um, and uh, I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh, overall, it was a, such a bad week offensively for Jeff. He scored the lowest offensive scoring week in the league this year with 38 points. He just edged me out, my offensive dominance of week one with 44 points. That's how bad Jeff's offense was last week. So I think this matchup was over early, uh, right, at the, right as soon as the early games were over. Uh, and uh, Scott just went ahead and ran away with this one. He gets the W one eighty one to one thirty two, moves to six and two, and drops Jeff to five hundred at four and four. Big one! Wow. All right, me versus you, Kellen. Tell us about this one. So yeah, this should have been a heavyweight bout, uh, but it's funny. Talk me and Jimmy talking uh, before and during our matchup. Neither of us had any confidence in our teams. None. And you don't need to look too hard as to why, because the players who didn't play in this one. Um, if you were to put those players all on one team, you'd have some pillars to help put together a really strong fantasy team. Jimmy was without Mahomes and Derwin due to bye weeks. Those are probably his two highest scoring players on both sides of the ball. No Jamar or TJ Watt for me due to injuries. So um, those four players, I mean, you put them on one team and you've got some cornerstones to success there. Uh, all those guys missed, though. Despite those four players missing from this matchup, we still go on to make the second highest scoring matchup on last week's slate behind, uh, what was it? Uh, Corey and Julian's 498 total points scored. Uh, we were a distant second, but a second nonetheless. Um, but yeah, it was tough to beat uh, almost 500 points that they put up. Um, but thanks to a rare down week from Jimmy's running backs, I squeaked out a win. I needed a win pretty badly, so I'll take it. Um, but yeah, again, Jimmy was without his leaders on offense and defense. So he put up a good fight despite that, but fell just a little bit shy. He's gay. Hey, hey, Kellen, that <laughs> 498 points that were scored in the, in the Corey V Julian matchup would currently be 45% of my points for on the season. <laughs> Not bad. Little stats. Stats. A stat. That's a good one. Speaking of stats, today's uh, HFFL pod is sponsored by copiapiaries.com. We have a new product alert, boys. You guys like hot honey? Callen? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know Callan likes some hot honey. You like hot honey, Rich? Uh, I'll have honey any way you want me to have it. Ooh, okay. So if you use promo code HFFL at checkout, you can get a one-pound jar of hot honey, hot honey for 17 bucks. You know, Kobe's, they'll deliver that thing straight to your house with a smile. They're nice people. Um, I asked ownership, what's the flavor profile like? They said, uh, it's got good heat. It's not going to kill you because that sweet kind of balances it out. The peppies are Thai or peppers are Thai chili from Thailand. They get them fresh from their Asian market distributor. I mean, these are the real deal, boys. Um, I love it on my sandwiches, on my burgers, on my pizza. A lot of applications here. So this is new products, not even listed on our socials yet. So if you contact us here at ColbyApiaries.com, hit us with that promo code. We will get you taken care of. You know, throw a little draft compensation his way. That'll probably get you some, too. So, KobeApiaries.com, get you some of that hot honey. All right, boys. Uh, 
Man, I, I, hope, I hope Corey I didn't, didn't try to fuck a burger. barrel of hot honey. <laughs> that burned the pee hole, I think. Those Asian pepper flakes tear him up. Ooh. Be bad. Yeah, I'd be Real bad. All right, quick reviews. Um, our playoff seating. Julian is the one seed. He's in the driver's seat right now. Kobe is the two. He's holding on to the other bye. Uh, Scott has moved up to the three. I am the four. Kellen is the five. And Brendan sneaking his way back into the top six here. As far as our top five goes for the draft, Rich has 1.01, pretty well sewn up. Rico has 1.02, pretty well sewn up. Uh, Rich owns 1.03, which is Ryan's pick, and that pick is looking better by the day here. Um, I have 1.04, which is Corey's pick, and Corey's thinking about selling. Come on, Corey, get her done. And Kellen has 1.05. He's got Mike's pick. So all three of us here with some uh, high picks looking like for next year. I like that. Looking right. good. Yes, I'm a sir. fan. All right, so on to what I'm hoping will be the meat and potatoes of this pod. So this is we're going to do the standings review. We're just going to have some fun with it. Um, we're just going to spitball some ideas. We're going to have some general conversation. I'm uh, going to just look over some stuff here. So, I mean, we can start with just the the standings themselves. I mean, obviously, Julian, the only one lost team here. Uh, Kobe and Scott, even with his new name. Uh, what is it? My new <laughs> new name, but you still suck. I, I like this little rivalry that, <laughs> that they, these boys got going. Um, but, I mean, this – this league is balanced. I think my favorite stat when I was looking at everything today was just the all play records. Like, so I'm currently number one at 65.4%. Um, then we've got three other teams or two. Yeah. Three other teams at 63.5, yeah. which is just crazy. So I, I wanted to think, you know, last year, where were we at? So this year we've got looking at here, eight teams over 500 in all play last year. We had five teams over 500 in all play. And we had two teams with over 72% all play victory. So, I mean, the league is just, it's much more balanced this year, which is very cool to see for a league in its 15th, 16th year, whatever this is. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy how close it is. There's three teams with the same all-play record. I mean, 66 and 38 for uh, for Kellen, Kobe, and Julian. And then, you know, Walt to be sitting there at, uh, you know, 596 winning percentage. I mean, definitely at the top you know, top few teams, it's very close. I mean, looking at, at, at Walt and, and Corey, um, both sitting at three and five, but are respectively fifth and sixth in all play. Yeah. You know, so of the, of the, you know, 42 or four, yeah, 48 losses they have, five of them had to be the actual person they were playing that week. And they're third and sixth in points four. I mean, it's not like they're, you know, they're not squeaking by or anything. I mean, yeah. Waltz, Waltz could have won kind of crazy. Him and Jeff both with four. I mean, four yeah. lineup decisions went south on you that you could have won a game. Mm-hmm. Those could have won's hurt. Yes. Those really hurt. Yes. <laughs> Look at Julian's would have lost. I didn't notice that before. Five. So Julian's absolutely nailing these lineup decisions. Wow. Yeah. Look at this guy. I'm right behind him with four. I know that's cost me a couple of them. Just some yeah. phone decisions, which didn't. You know, thought I was making right decisions at the time, but uh, in hindsight, you feel like it's well, free. Kellen, your stats say you could be undefeated right now if you just pick the right guys. Yeah. You have three could have ones and you're five and three. Which column is this one? Could have won. The could have won. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So your three losses, you could have won every single one of those games had you played the right guys. Yeah, I believe it. So pretty much you suck is what he's saying. I suck at making decisions specifically I think that, with my I think that, linebacker core. 
I got someone <laughs> on my bench who blows up and someone who I start that gets like six. Well, I think what that what that says though is that your losses had to have been close. Right. Yep. All of your losses couldn't have been, you know, you it's not like you've gotten blown out this year. So I mean, if you're if you were close enough to where you make a couple roster moves and you could have won all eight games this year, it means you're you're being competitive in all the games you've lost. Yeah, I think we should move this to a best ball league. <laughs> <laughs> um when so when I'm looking at Waffle, like Waffle being 32 teams, it's like it's mind numbing to look at all the stats and, and to try to figure out an edge and, and figure out an angle. And one of my favorite stats to look at in Waffle is minimum points for, AKA what is your floor? What's the lowest points you've scored on the entire season? And Kobe actually leads the league. Kobe's lowest score on the entire season through eight weeks is 157. I mean, that that's freaking good. Um, oh, wow. that's, that's better than anybody did last year. The, the highest last year was 153.7. Yeah. So I mean, that's mm-hmm. that is incredible. Like that just tells you, you absolutely have to bring your A game when you're playing Kobe, even though yeah. you know, he doesn't seem to have quite the ceiling that obviously we saw last week with like a Corey and a Julian, but his yeah. floor is, you know, you got to bring your A game or you're not going to beat him. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Corey yeah. and Julian, I mean, there's a lot of people with this could have win stat to be undefeated right now, technically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're looking at, looking at Brendan, Kobe, Julian, all could have won. Uh, uh, Jeff could have won all of their games, just playing the right people. Now, I know that's not realistic, right? There's plenty no. of times you're not going to play somebody over somebody right. else. but Right. Um, it, I mean, it could be like Walt, would, if he had benched Lamar Jackson and started Matt Ryan, then he would have won. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That is that is also one of the possibilities. And, you know, like me benching Jonathan Taylor, I'm sure, was probably something to do with, with a couple of these could have ones because he hasn't done shit this year. Yeah, yeah how fluky the game is really. I mean, yeah, like you yeah. said, like, do you sit Lamar Jackson for Matt Ryan? No, nobody's ever going to do that. But there's going to be a week somewhere in the season where that's the right decision. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm looking at the bottom of these, uh, the standings for the all play record. Uh-huh. Look at Rich with 18 wins. I mean, I know we <laughs> talked before the season in a Rico yeah. 22. Before the season, we're like, is Rich going to win a game? Now that seems to be a stupid question. We should have said, like, all play record does he get 30 wins something like that because i'm like gonna have good weeks here and there and people are gonna have down weeks so yeah, maybe man. a conversation piece for next to off season yeah well this this is a this is an interesting stat that i'm proud of is if you look at minimum points for i'm not <laughs> at the bottom that's mike at 105 and if you look at maximum points for or rico is at the bottom for with 172 not me so wow <laughs> Not at the bottom. <laughs> Not me. Ball wins. So I mean, so. I think I think it's pretty much a given, right? And I'm not trying to be a dick, but pretty much a given that Rich and, and Orico are out, right? They're not even trying to make the playoffs. That is not their mm-hmm. goal for this year. So let's just say they're out. Is anyone else out? Like you just fucking are they DOA? Are you guys calling anybody dead now before we yeah. play this game? Who you got? I am. I, Mike's done. I agree. Yeah. Mike. Hey, Mike has Mike's finishing games is. Is Corey Stevens, Walt, then he has Brendan, and then he has Scott. So of those four games, maybe he wins one. Maybe he beats Brendan and then beats me at the end of the year. So I'm giving him maybe two more wins on the season. So five and eight or five and six just doesn't – or five and nine just doesn't get it done. Whatever – whatever. what is it, 14 games we play? Yep. Yeah, so five and nine. 14 and then the, 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 the reseed week. Yeah, five and nine, six and eight, you're not in the playoffs. I think 
I think we you can stick a fork in Mike. What do you think, uh, Kellen? Do you agree with that? I, I had the same exact note. Mike was the team I wanted to call out just due to his remaining schedule and where he is now. I see a one in four stretch to finish the season for Mike. So I'd say he's out. Yeah, that's he's he's got a tough look. And it sucks because he's been, I mean, he's I, I was actually talking to Rich about this. He's so freaking inconsistent. I mean, his first couple of weeks here, 174, 124, 180, 183. It's like, okay, did we get something? Oh, 147. Okay, maybe it was just a down week. 105. And then it's like, yep, he's fucking done. He's toast. 193, 171. It's like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, he beat man? my ass with 193. That was yeah. fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's just like one of those teams that I can't get a good grip on, but I just don't – I just think he's out. I think it's it's too – you know, Ryan's got 100 points on him. He's got the same record. Um, or, you know, the next guy up here, Corey Hagerman's got dang near 150 points on him. Corey Stevens has 200 points on him. And the next three and five team, Walt, Walt has 250 on him. So, I mean, it's well, – the, the other thing that makes him so inconsistent, though, is he only has – he's the absolute worst efficiency yeah. in, in the entire league. So he's, you know, what, fifth worst in potential points, but it's, he's got 78% efficiency. Right. Which puts him like you know bottom three when it comes to points four, and also why you know he's sitting with the record he's sitting with. I tell you who's going to be tortured here is going to be Ryan, because yeah. I'm guessing Ryan went, loses this week to go to three and six. But then he had then he's going to be able to get two wins in a row and move to five and six come week twelve when he faces Cal, and then he has to face Jeff. So he's going to probably be sitting at five and six with two with two very tough matches. Um, and a and a conundrum: selling or not selling, going for it or not going for it. So I think it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, if he can pull a, a win off this week against Jimmy, I think it's going to be a completely new paint job on it. Yeah. Um, but I, I do I do see kind of uh, Ryan being in turmoil come week twelve, week thirteen of what to do with this team. Another thing that's interesting: so like Mike's Mike's efficiency is not a one off. So I just just curiosity got me here. Went to 20, 2021. Mike was the least efficient team in the league that year, 81%. Went to 2020, Mike was the 11th in efficiency at 82.5. I mean, I I don't know if he's just got one of those teams that's just impossible to to figure out, but his efficiency has been bad for 3 years running here, which is kind of crazy. Like you would think yeah. that you got some start and place and start or plug and play guys and just just get it over with, but it has not been the case for Mike. I think what it's been is Mike has been I think we've talked about this before. Mike has been that middle of the road playoff team, maybe in, maybe out for so long. And he's, he's always been able to go out and trade for like, let's say top 20, you know, uh, people. So he'll, he'll, you know, stack his team with, you know, let's say three to five decent top 20, top 30 guys at their position. And when you're just trying to pick which one of those five, you know, which two of those five, top 30 guys you're going to play, you know, there was never any like stud or star there that was an automatic start. So I think he's put himself in the position where he's had, you know, decent talent at the positions, but it's just put himself in one of those rock and hard places of who to start and which matchup to pick. Yeah. Yeah. At a certain point, depth is kind of overrated. You'd rather trade some depth than to have some rock stars set it and forget it kind of guys play the waiver wire on some other positions. Cause um, it's going to reduce the amount of errors that you're going to make in, in setting a lineup. You know, you got to guess right every week, and it's a coin flip. So 
I kind of prefer to have at some positions, especially like have your top heavy guys that you're going to put in there every week rather than play the guessing game on a handful of guys on who to start, who to sit. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about Hagerman? So Hagerman's next five. He's got Kellen. Kellen's five and three. He's got three and five Ryan. He has three and five Corey Stevens, three and five Walt, four and four Brendan. What do you guys think? Is he does he have a shot? Is he outside looking in? What do you think? Go ahead, Kellen. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm not feeling very confident this week. He might he might pull an upset on me this week. I I don't know if Keenan Allen's gonna play for him or not. So um that'll be I don't think so either. But that's kind of a, a big factor in it. But I mean, he's still on the fringe, and we already have some whiffs that he might be selling some pieces off. Now, based on schedule, tell, tell me a schedule again. I don't have it in front you got of me. you, Ryan, Corey Stevens, Walt, and Brendan. So a lot of guys with not the greatest off. records, but a lot of points with Walt for sure, Corey Stevens, and Brendan is currently a playoff team. So if you can look at it this way, he's got two playoff teams remaining in his yeah. final five games. You can look at it like that. Or you could look at it as, you know, he's got five matchups left of teams all vying for playoff contention. And the only one really looking on the outside, truly outside looking in is Ryan. Yeah. Corey's just in that group. That's like half these guys are going to squeak in. Half these guys are going to miss out. And it's hard to say. You just kind of have to see how it falls. If I were to take a guess right now, I'd say he'd be out. But um, yeah. a group where it's a toss up. I, it's kind it's, of too hard to bet. I would say he's out. Yeah, it's so crazy because you're, you're thinking to yourself, like, um, they're right now the, the playoff teams are the lowest, you know, the last man in right now is four and four, and the last man out is four and four. And then there's five teams sitting there at three and five. Do any of those teams overtake? The only person I think that can be over overtook at this point for a playoff spot is Brendan. Um, I think. I think Jeff is coming on strong here towards the end of the season. And uh, which one of these three of three, three and five teams have the best record? You know what I mean? So I, I don't really think Corey gets more than two wins on the rest of the way out. But if I look at a team that's scoring a lot of points, let's say Walt, who's also three and five right now. Um, let's see here. What's Walt's schedule look like? Yeah, I can pull that up. Yeah, here it is. So he gets Julian this week. Tough get for him, right? Tough get. But then he finishes. Oh no, <laughs> Mike, Jim, Mike, and then Jimmy. Him. Yeah. So there's three wins for him. So there's another six and. and then there's the reseed, right? So he's six and seven going into the reseed. Yeah, six and. Right. No, no, that's wrong. No, seven, no, six and six seven, and eight. Seven. No, I'm wrong. I can't forget. Yeah. <laughs> six and eight six is, or yeah I don't wait know. no because it's gotta be wait we, it's gotta be it's gotta be your bowl. it's gotta be your bowl yeah okay yes. so, so he's six and seven yeah he's six and seven receipt. going to the reseed um yeah i think that's where he's gonna be um then who else do we got there Corey. Corey, 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 Corey. Corey. no uh stevens here he is okay yeah so mike Jimmy, and Hager, yeah, Hagerman, Enrico, Callen. I think he wins three there, goes to six and seven. So Walt and Corey sitting at six and seven, going into the reseed. 
that would put Hagerman out, Mike out, because they'd have to run through them. I'm counting them as wins. Yep. Um, and then there's uh, Ryan who's going to be sitting probably at six and seven. Yeah, I mean that's it's. I wonder what. Let's look at Jeff and Jeff and Brendan who are four and four. Let me see who I come to first here. So Brendan, the doctor, doctor's got the bees this week. Bees are one of the best teams in the league right now. He's got the River Rats next week, one of the best teams in the league right now. Then he gets Mike, which you know he he, he could snipe you. I mean we've we've seen that. <laughs> he can yeah. drop 190 on you, um, or he's going to score 105. There's no way to tell. Yeah. Um, then he's got me, and then he finishes off with Hagerman. So I mean that that Hagerman matchup. I mean, in theory, that could be a huge matchup that last week. We could, uh, there could just, be a, a, a repeat game. If those guys are right next to each other in the standings, they could play each other back to back. Oh, yeah. That could be an absolute log jam. Yeah. For, for a playoff. Yeah. Spot. We may see a bunch of stack up at, at you know, a couple of guys in the three and five are going to, are going to fall out. We may see a six and seven stack up. Um, kind of log jam sitting there so yeah and then jeff has orico rich also he's got wow okay he's back to back orico rich then he's got yeah. kellen then kobe then ryan so i mean he's he's he should at least get three wins i would think you i know, think he, just... he, he beats you guys and he he takes one of at least one of these three between kellen kobe and ryan and that, that could be the decider team. yeah so jeff was a seven and six going into the reseed and in the driver's seat yeah, I wanted to touch on Jeff's team because I see him skyrocketing up the standings here in the final stretch. I I, I could see a four and one stretch here. Yeah, I, I could, mean, you know he's through some of his major buys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see him beating beating Kobe or Kellen's team uh, week eleven, week twelve, with with you know some of the pieces he has with his 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 surging defense and yeah, you know uh, I think what happened last week with his offense is a complete anomaly. But uh, I could see him maybe sitting at eight and six or eight and eight and five, um, last man in maybe. Yeah, maybe, or, or 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 just you know maybe a five seed. So, so last last three weeks, the average defensive team is scoring seventy eight points a game. Jeff's averaging three hundred, or excuse me, one hundred. He's got he's got three hundred total. He's averaging one hundred. Yeah. He is, his defense has been absolutely balling the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. And that again, that raises that floor. That was the knock against Corey. That's the whole reason I I went after Corey's picks specifically, is that defensive floor is low and it just it just hurts. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff's got a spot here. He's gonna be happy. He's gonna be happy that we're actually talking positively yeah. about his team. Well, <laughs> and and, and, and if and if uh, you know uh, Isaiah likely um finds himself to get more more opportunities now in the passing game. Um, he may have may have found himself a tight end, so we'll see. So, Rich, you said you said that you thought that only one playoff spot is available. That spot that Brendan's in now, so six, the sixth spot. So, you, do you think one through five are in? Are you ready to call that already? Um, uh, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think because because I think what we were thinking here is let me look at my schedule and how many of those teams play me. So Scott has me this week, right? Scott has me this week. Um, that's another win. Uh, Jeff has me next week. That's a win. Kobe has me the week after. That's a win. Julian has me the next week. That's a win. So you got to add at least one more win to all these guys. Yeah. Right. Uh, so Julian eight and one. Kobe seven and two. 
Scott seven and two. Um, so they're in, in my opinion. Um, I think has a Rico they'll left. get so another good. win from there. Um, and then Jimmy, Jimmy, um, <laughs> you, you at least got another two wins on your schedule. Um, so I think that puts you at seven, eight wins, probably seven, Kobe's, eight. Kobe's got a tough, uh, tough finish here. I'm looking at his now. He's got Brendan, then Scott, then you, Rich. Then he's got Jeff and Julian. I mean, that's, that is, uh, four of, of, yeah. of probably the top six teams in the league right now. Currently, as if you're looking at yeah. points, I mean, even that's, that's a tough, tough finish there for Kobe. Well, I have his first, so I hope he loses every single one of those games <laughs> by a thousand points, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yep. I don't um, think it's going to happen. Julian, he's got Walt this week. He, and despite the uh, 55 point freaking spread that Corey Vegas gave him, uh, I think he's got a shot. Wow. Um, then he's got the doctor. Then he's got Scott, Rich, and Ju- I mean uh, Kobe. So I mean he's he doesn't have a, a cakewalk end of the season here either. So yeah. should be it could be it could get a little interesting or these guys could pull away. I'm not really sure which way this is gonna go. Hey, I'm thinking we, we got at Doc? least three in. I think we got at least three in for sure. And then uh, we got at least maybe two guys that I think are three and five that are alive. Okay. So. Got yet? Yeah, he was another team I wanted to talk about. That yeah, um, he better be careful. What do you mean? It, well, he's got he's got Rich this week, and then he's got Mike in week thirteen. Other than that, those remaining schedule is the bees, the rats, and the snowmen. So um, he'll only be favored in two of those games. Um, if he drops one of those, he could be in trouble. So he's right. six and two. He's still eight and five if he goes exactly like you said there. Eight and five going into the reseed. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I, guess. I, just good. See, I just see three top three, four, five teams on the roster still or on the on the schedule still. So yeah. no, that's that's tough. You might be ice cold going into playoffs. That's true. I think I think eight and six get you in. Oh, I agree. I think eight and six gets it done for sure. And I and I see I see the top three teams right now finishing eight and six. Minimum. Oh yeah. So I think they're in. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Uh, the uh, Kobe, Julian, and and Scott. I, I think you're right. I don't. I don't see them losing. You know, more than three games out of the next five. I mean, that'd be that'd be kind of crazy considering their start. And it's not like any of them is a fluke. I mean, you're looking at 195 point, points per game, 185 points per game, 180 points per game. Yeah. I mean, these are good teams. These aren't. These aren't yeah. scrubs. The only thing I I will say is we haven't really seen any catastrophic fantasy injuries yet this year, or at least not, none that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, I mean, that, Julian's lost Brees Hall. That was that yeah. was. Him. I don't know if it was crippling though because he has so so much depth. Right. I mean, yeah. Right? You're, you're, I'm just saying we haven't seen anybody's anybody's stars um, go down. You know what I mean? So I think they're. I think we're at a point in the league where we're all pretty lucky that we've been able to, that's true. You know, other, other than Keenan Allen's hamstring getting worse on a bye, I think we're all doing pretty good. So yeah. Let me introduce you to my buddy TJ Watt, Rich. Yeah. But that was, that was, that was preseason, right? No, it was week one. Oh, was and it you, week one? And you actually yeah. had the, the D line depth to overcome that though. It's not like you, 
Yeah. It's not like you went from, <clears throat> oh, I've got this great defensive line to literally nothing. I mean, you're still, you still have a very good D line. So it's not a, yeah, that one. Yeah. I just thought my D line was going to win me weeks with Aaron Donald and TJ Watt. And, you know, I'm just being a sad sack right now, but it's <laughs> yeah. disappointing only being able to have that for not even a full week. It's like, God damn it. I'm so ready to, for my D line to put up 60 in a given week and yeah. roll, but uh, he'll be back. I mean, so how about, you know, how about we this, usually though? see like a McCaffrey injury or a Saquon injury or like, you know, these guys that don't have a lot of depth that are doing well, I think, you know, maybe it's an attribute to the owners and building depth to their teams, but you know, we haven't really seen that yet. So nobody's had to really fight through that or have to make a deal to save their season. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that is a good point. Hey, Kellen, even without TJ Watt, you're the number two defensive line. You're only three points behind Walt for the best defensive line in the league. I know. I just really Kellen, wanted, I wanted to eat people's souls with my D line and I have to wait for it. So it's coming, <laughs> but D line is kind it. of like a, a who's who of D line. I mean, Aaron Donald, Josh Allen, Khalil Mack, Marcus Davenport, TJ Watt. Yeah. I, yeah. I wanted to make people quit fantasy football because my D line. So it was sad to watch. <laughs> At this point, I'm surprised you're even ra- rostering Marcus Davenport. I mean, he sucks. Dude, he does suck. He's losing snaps, even. He's trash. Well, is I, he hurt? I thought he was hurt. He's he better be. I don't no, mean. I heard he was. That's not what I be out for a while. I heard he was playing like shit, so they were bringing last year's first round pickup. Like, look here, buddy, you're you're gonna fucking lose some snaps to the young gun. Oh, I didn't see that. All right. Well, Josh Allen has sucked too. I don't think he's had a sack since week two. Maybe week four. I don't know, but he's got like three points, three points, five points, five points. Like, come on, man, you're yeah. a six overall pick. Do you something. Trade you should trade yeah, him. Trayvon Walker, opposite of you, do something. <laughs> So um, let me pull this up here. We can quickly go through the one. Well, not quickly. We can go through these really quick. Um, let me see here. Started points by position. Okay. So top quarterback units in the league right now is Brendan, obviously, with Josh Allen. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm two. And then Tunnel of Terror. So Corey is three. Bottom teams. The, I thought this is interesting when I was looking at this. Jeff is the only team under 100 points from his quarterbacks. And he spent massively, obviously, on Stafford last year. He's got another second into Derek Carr this year. I mean, it's just it just hasn't worked out for him. You almost feel for him. I mean, dropping those kind of assets into your quarterback and still having the worst quarterback unit in the entire league when you do what you got to do to fix it. So that's I thought that was kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I, but, it's shocking. Yeah, seeing all the assets he's pumped into it, that's a tough break for sure. Top running backs, obviously, I mean, it's not even close. Julian has 90 more points than than Kobe as the second team. And then Kobe has 50 on Corey Hagerman as the third team. I mean, that's yeah. – um, It's that 3-5 offense there. Yeah. Or 3-2 yep. offense. Yep. I got to say, um, I don't really like talking about myself on these pods, but being middle of the pack with fucking Jonathan Taylor and Joe Mixon is kind of crazy. Like, those two fucking scrubs have been <laughs> disappointing. Yeah. Hey, you know who's you know who's not last in running back or quarterback scoring? Me. That's right. Just to put that out there. Look at Corey Stevens. I mean, this is a guy that I picked to be the preseason favorite to win this league, and he has literally 74 points from his running backs through eight weeks. That is crazy. The average in the league is 207. This guy has 74. That's fucking trippy. Oh, it is, Come right? Yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's that's bad. And I know he lost Javante, but 
I remember looking at his lineup in the beginning of the year, like, and, and Rich, actually, I think you called this out because you said he's got a lot of guys that need something to happen in order to be relevant. And yeah. I was like, oh, you know, he's got Javante. He'll be fine. And then the rest of the guys, you know, it's inevitable. Injuries will happen. Oh, there you go, Javante. Javante is something yeah. that's oh, crippled. Yep, I forgot Corey's, about Corey's uh, running backs. Yeah, we forgot about him. Because that's really, that's really what's doing it. It says he's going to lead on that 1-4 offense and expected oh. Javante to be a top five guy. So uh, looking at wide receivers, it's kind of funny. The guy who proclaimed to have the best wide receivers in the league has the best wide receivers in the league through eight. Look at that. Tunnel of terror, whatever the fuck that means. Wow. Who would have known? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Does anyone know what that is? I don't I don't know what it means. I don't have a clue. Oh. Maybe a vagina reference. I have no idea. <laughs> or, or or maybe maybe that was what he called his butthole after he ate some hot honey. Obeatbeers.com, <laughs> get your hot honey. There you go. Um yeah. and then look at I mean Kellen, obviously up there, Cooper Cup. Jamar, and then Jeff, you know, right where you expect him to be. Walt's wide receivers, though, I mean, 341 and not having Michael Thomas pretty much the entire season and not going to have him now. That's that's pretty good, dude. 341 is good for him. Yeah. Worst in the league, Hagerman. I would not have guessed that coming into the league. Not me. Yeah, not no. you again. <laughs> not me again. You're, you're actually middle of the pack at wide receiver. That's, that's not crazy. Yeah, that's you're insane. You're mid-pack. <laughs> But I mean, 143 points from your wide receivers when the average is 267, and Hagerman's offense is supposed to be his strong suit, and it is. His running backs are very good. Yeah. Um, I'm just very surprised. But obviously, Bateman's been hurt a lot this year. Keenan Allen's been hurt a lot this year. That's two huge, huge blows. Tight end. Look at Hagerman. Or uh, yeah, Hagerman. 177 from his tight ends. Kelsey. Is that fucking real. Oh my god. That's Kelsey. Crazy. Yeah. Holy shit. That's what. That's what Kelsey can do for you. 177 for Kelsey. Kelsey. <laughs> Next highest team is, of course, the Mark Andrews team at 106. 71 points difference. And then Kobe is another 26 points behind that. That is freaking hey, crazy. No, Jimmy, think about this. Hagerman, is 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 he starting a 2-3? Um, he, actually, he starts a lot of two tight end sets now that I think about it. He's done it quite a bit. Okay, I was going to say because his, his, his wide receiver scoring on the season is 143 points and his tight end is 177. So I was going to say he has one person outscoring his nope. two to three wide receivers a week, but you're right. Yeah, he does run that. Uh, I, did Kelsey Goddard. That. I did forget that yeah. he does that. Look at uh, Jeff. Look at Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> 18. 18. Oh, from a tight oh. end season. That's one good week from Travis Kelsey, and that's the season for Jeff. Oh, my that's, God. That's crazy. Oh, man, that's hurtful. <laughs> That, like, hurts my soul. Like, for the love of God, get a tight end. <laughs> He's, uh, we've been saying it for years, though. We've been saying well, it for I mean, years. To his credit, he went hard after fucking quarterbacks. Hard. He's the worst in the league. So, I mean, maybe you should just not spend the assets? I don't know. If, are you better keeping the assets and, and hitting on the running back wide receiver that he's pretty good at hitting on? I don't know. But, well, maybe you should uh, draft yeah. one from time not to time. When, not when you're – a draft asset on yeah. one, but – Nothing else is working. Give it a shot. That's that's brutal. Josh I don't brutal. know. At the position that matters the most in the entire league, <laughs> I am second in kicker scoring. Let's go. <laughs> so Jimmy, I had this in my notes to make note that Scott led the way with 82 points. <laughs> hey, 
Tom Brady not cashing in has been good for me. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady, I feel like, always has a good kicker. I don't know. He moves the ball and they bring field goals sometimes. D-line scoring. Like we said, we got Walt. Then we got Kellen at 247. Brendan, obviously we knew Brendan had a big-time D-line. Julian's kind of surprised to me. 233. He's in fourth. That's a pretty damn good unit there. With his defensive tackles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. And then bottom, poor Rich. Yeah. yeah. It's been a struggle forever for me. But, but I got some hope. Greg yeah. Ross, I was good. You've got, but you've got a lot of picks too. And the, I mean, the third third round is going to be, it's going to become edge player central, I think. That's going to be where I'm just absolutely trying to tag those guys. So is Will Anderson going to be a linebacker at DN next year? I have He'll no idea. I haven't watched him play much. If anybody, if you if, if you sack the quarterback from around the tackle, you're going to be a DN, I guess. Now it's the edge rules. Yeah. Well, linebacker. I bet he's ending up on Rich's team. Oh, I could see that. His, yeah, we'll see. So did you? Uh, they were talking about how many pressures he's had, and he only played like 28 games or something, and he's like three pressures behind Jonathan Allen for the most ever in Alabama history, and Jonathan yeah. Allen had played almost twice as many games. Well, wow, I didn't see that. It was fucking mind blowing. Mind blowing. He's got like 144 pressures in 28 games or something like that. Unreal. Is an animal. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna look great in Honolulu blue. He's gonna look really great in that roll tide red. I can see that coming. I can see That's that. Right. I'm not allowed to say those words this week, especially this week. <laughs> oh, it's LSU week. I forgot. Yeah. About them. Oh, yes, it blow. is. Blow tigers. <laughs> <laughs> uh they will rich they will um cory stevens best linebackers in the league uh, kobe's right there with him then there's a huge gap until dr dr brendan dr brendan's got a good defense here son i didn't realize it was that good yeah he does he doesn't shut up about it when i'm with him <laughs> that's, that's a good thing um, I, I like hearing the cockiness out of brendan me too that's one of my favorite things about him yeah Freaking Scott's Scott's linebackers are very surprising to me. Obviously, Darius Leonard being out is a huge reason why. But I expected, you know, more from Tremaine Edmonds and Eric Eric Kendricks. I thought they were going to be, I mean, great like they've been. So it's it's surprising to see him with the worst linebacker scoring. And I know he only runs two. I know he's a three DB guy. Um, but usually, even with his two, he's he keeps himself in the middle of the pack. And then DB, there he is, Scott leading the league in DB scoring. He does that a lot. Jeff, though, Jeff's up here this year. That's that's nice. Look at you, Jeff. I'm third. And look at the bottom. 118 points from Arico at DB. Oof. 90 sec- points less than Julian as second worst. That's yeah. that cornerback. That's that cornerback yeah. life, man. Cornerbacks are terrible. As a guy that's played this potential points game before, DB is a very easy position to suck ass at. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it doesn't take much effort to be really bad at DB. All right, cool, fellas. That was that was cool. It was nice to kind of go through that. Um, when we do, when we're getting uh the week before the reseed, we'll go over everything again. I mean, obviously we'll break it down as as we're coming, but we'll take another deep dive uh, going into the reseed week. But let's move on to three yards in a cloud of dust here, Rich. Hey, I actually had something real quick. I, I went a little deeper on the okay. on this this screen that we're looking at. I do have the top offenses and defenses i don't need to yeah. really break those down but well if unless you want to but you want me to Whatever. i can dive go for it i'll just list them off so when you look at just the best team offenses quarterback running back wide receiver tight end obviously julian leads the way then it's jimmy then it's myself 
Corey Hagerman after that, then Scott, then Walt, and Corey Stevens. For best defenses, it's Kobe, Walt, Corey, Jeff, Brendan, Jimmy, and myself. And what I really wanted to see was, like, who's got a top three offense and a top three defense? Can you guys guess how many of those teams we had? We have one. Top three, top three, do we? Take a we I heard you say one, right? Zero. Oh. Now, what about top five? Top I five was, offense and a top five defense. Top five. Just one, I think. One. I counted zero. Who? Maybe I missed one. Who do you guys see? Where was Walt on was... offense? Walt on offense, I had his six. What did you say? Okay. I was? What was that? What did you say? I was. I guess I missed that. You are the number two offense and the number six defense. Oh, what a scrub. based on the screen I was looking at. What a scrub! Yeah. So, so we oh, have yeah, zero, so... zero yeah, top, three, zero top five. Now we have when we look at the top seven. If you have a top seven offense and a top seven defense, we actually have four teams. And it's Jimmy with the number two offense and number six defense, myself with the number three offense and the number seven defense, Walt with the number six offense and the number two defense, Corey Stevens with the number seven offense and number four defense. That's that's interesting that those two are three and five with those numbers. I mean, there's been so right. many numbers that, that make you just think they're just having a bad luck year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the fantasy gods are cruel. Hey. It can but yeah, I mean they've they're producing. It just the timing is wrong, and they're getting some bad matchups. Oh fuck you, Jerry Hughes! Oh, you fucking asshole! He got hate cut. He got a zero for me on my bye week or on his bye week. He got hate cut. And here he is getting a fucking sack. Fuck you! Wait, oh, sorry. oh yeah. okay, sorry. Are you ahead of me? Oh yeah, how are you ahead of me? Just the stream life, dude. Don't worry about it. No streams behind. I can't stream because I do so much live gambling. Pay <laughs> <laughs> for the Comcast. It's true. That is true. So it's costing you even more money. That's right. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is cool. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta be up to date so that I can lose more money and pay more money to be up to date. Yeah, like Vegas those... is already smarter than me. I gotta beat them to the punch on certain right. bets. Those, those three point bets with the lagging internet—that was a fucking riot. Yeah, that was crazy. Get that in in time. Oh, it was so much fun. We had to get them in and then say, nobody look at your phones until yeah, nope, we nope, see nope, you. Nope, look. Yeah. <laughs> it's a timeout. Are you going with it? Yeah. Oh, God, that was fun. Uh, I turned my buddies onto that bet, and it was lucrative for yeah. that season. Then uh, it kind of died out. But, it died off uh, big time later in the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, it's, yeah, not it as fun, it's not as fun to do it by yourself on the couch. No. <laughs> After that, no. then you're just – then you're just sadly losing 25 bucks. <laughs> it's not as fun. Yeah. There's nothing sadder when you're live betting by yourself in a basement. And you're just like, I'm a fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs> even when you hit, even when you're hit, you're like, yeah, yeah. There's you nobody fucking and nobody's here. around. It's There's like, nobody here. Yeah. Nobody's cheering you on. Look how smart I am. So then you got to like take pictures and send it to somebody. Just so you can, <laughs> exactly. Like some digital high five. You know, <laughs> little do they know you've already lost 200 bucks that day. And you just hit that 61, $61 fucking three team parlay. And you just want a right. little bit of semblance of like camaraderie. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. We only talk about the winners. Yeah, exactly. Back. Only winners here. <laughs> Something Jerry Hughes. Yeah. I'm angry. All right. Tell us about three yards in a cloud of dust here, Rich. All right, Callan, you ready? Here we go. NFL question. 
So uh, trade deadline has come and gone. Um, there's three guys I want to talk about that didn't get dealt that were really highly talked about getting dealt. One of them being Cam Akers, the other one being Kareem Hunt, the other one being Brandon Cooks. Now, all three players didn't get dealt. Um, I want you to rank them one to three as far as your most surprising being number one, three being your least surprising. And then talk a little bit about why you think they didn't get moved and what their future is. Okay, so it's Cam Akers, Brandon Cooks, and who is the third? Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Oh, yeah. So I was going to say Akers was the most surprising because it was very public. But I guess Kareem Hunt, I mean, that was even more public. And that was before the season even started. So Mm -hmm. from most surprising that they didn't get moved to least surprising, I'd say it was Kareem Akers and Brandon Cooks. Um, For reasons, Cooks is easy. It's the 18 million that he's getting paid each year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I didn't know he like demanded a trade. Did anybody know that until the deadline passed? I heard that he was looking to uh, explore other venues or asked to see if he could, you know, I don't know if he demanded a trade, but I think it was something that was talked about. Yeah. Did the public know that though? Cause like acres, we, it was the worst kept secret ever is that both sides kind of wanted to move on. You know, I, I think it was, know. I think it was public. I, yeah. I believe it was. I think everybody knew. I mean, if you didn't know, you knew. You know what I mean? You still knew, even if it wasn't public. I think everybody expected Cooks to be traded. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I, I didn't know he was, like, going to be salty if he didn't get moved, though. So that was mm-hmm. a little surprising to me, that tweet that he sent out. Um, yeah, Acres, I was also surprised. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't kind of keep some of that business in-house to – you know, it, as soon as you say someone's available for trade, you're immediately losing value. So mm-hmm. I don't know what they were looking for in a trade offer for him to not be moved. I have to imagine a third-round pick was being offered. I mean, you, you kind of don't use the guy right, and he's got injury concerns. I don't know what else they were looking for. I heard they turned down some pretty decent offers for him. Um, and – and honestly, I still don't know what's going on there. But he returned to practice today. Um, it, it was just so weird the way they did it. Like to your point, like, hey, we're having a, a disagreement, and he's not going to be at practice. Like, yeah, it still doesn't make any sense. And then they don't move him. Yeah. So, what? It, what exactly is this uh, disagreement they're having? You know what I mean? It's, it's like, did he? Did he like? Did he like bang like McVeigh's like wife? Like I don't know. You know what I mean? And they had to like figure that shit out. You know yeah. like, what? What really happened here? Right. I mean, you can't just say we have a difference of opinion. <laughs> and then right. McVeigh says, "Don't don't bother showing up." And Cam goes, "All right, I won't." For three weeks, it doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah, it's very confusing. Like, um, he wasn't especially effective on the field. Like. Mm-hmm. No, McVeigh, I think this whole thing started like they benched him because they wanted to see more. I think it was quote unquote, more urgency is what they wanted to see out of him. It's like, well, he just, there's not, the old line sucks. He's not really getting many holes to run through. And if he does have a hole, he's not really capitalizing. So maybe, I don't know what the the good offers were that came through. I don't see why they should have expected anything like a first or anything. So uh, I don't know. It, I just truly don't know. And then with Kareem Hunt, too, like he said before the season, he wanted to be moved. And the Browns were like, no, but good talk. And yeah. 
and, and now like they're what are they now like three and six three and five something like that I don't know exactly what the direction of their team is for this year I know Deshaun Watson's coming back soon but um I mean he's a hell of a backup but that one I, I just don't know and maybe he's got the behavioral question marks too mm-hmm. you know it's on camera where he kicked that girl uh that was a bad look um maybe teams were afraid to touch him yeah, I don't know. I just know he's a free agent next year, and if they don't plan on signing him, there was really no reason not to move him. Right, get something for him. Maybe they they think they're still in it with Deshaun coming back soon, but um, I don't know. They're going to have to scratch and, they're, scratch and claw their way back in the AFC to get a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Did I answer all those questions? I was trying to keep track of them all. That, that was just one question. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. right. No, we're good. We're good. So future, does Cam stay in in, in L.A.? Do they figure it out, or does he move on uh, after the season? Man, I wish I could answer this question a week from now because I saw he's, like, back at practice, and they yeah. welcome him back with open arms. Um, mm-hmm. I think the damage has been done, though. I, I think I think he's done. They drafted Kyron Williams with yep. – they didn't have first. I think I, – I know they were excited about him in the preseason. Um, he's going to get an opportunity. I just feel like the damage has been done and I don't know if he gets cut. Uh, but when trades open up again in the off season, I think he gets moved, gets moved for whatever yeah. they. Do you think, uh, you think Hunt's back in uh, Cleveland next year? I don't think he's re-signing. I think he already said he wants out. I think at a minimum he tests the market. I don't know where in the hell he goes, but he's good back. I think he'll find a home somewhere. And then Brandon Cooks, what do you think? He's out of there. I mean, he uh, just he just signed a deal, though. I think right, two years, yeah, why, forty million. That's what confuses me. Why did he sign in Houston? Yeah, he I was don't, I don't last year. It. He was saying that he'll never be traded again if a team tries to trade him. He's going to retire. That was his stance last year at the trade deadline, and then this year he's got a pouting tweet about wanting to be traded. Yeah, so it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, the guy's been on what five teams? I mean, there's something like that. there's something there's a reason why right. teams aren't married to him. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I did particularly want him in my locker room. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting uh, because they're not going to be able to trade him. I think to the point you made about the contract. Um, so yeah, it's either cut him, cut your cut your losses, or or you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Try to figure it out. But anyways, yeah, okay, it's a pretty cloudy situations. All it three is. of them. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch how they develop through the season. Okay, sure. uh, HFFL Fantasy, and something that's going to hit a little close to home for you, um, with the success of Nick Chubb this season, um, knowing that, in my eyes, I think you basically traded Chubb for Najee, the way I see it, even though you picked Chase with 1.01, and I think that was just a, you know, not not have the Alabama running back go first. But um, Nail on so, the head. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so do you think uh, – let's say you didn't make this move last year and you had Chubb on your team last year. Do you think you still would have won the championship? No. No, I don't. I don't think no. I would have won. No. Um, you know, my, the narrative in my head with Chubb before this explosion he's had this offseason was he's one of the best running backs in the league. But for fantasy purposes, he kind of lacks that upside because he doesn't catch passes and he 
he's kind of in a timeshare. He gets the overwhelming majority of the volume, but Kareem Hunt is a thing. Um, so that's that's kind of why I, I think I kind of caught on to that early, and that's mm-hmm. why I was going to move on from Chubb, uh, who has a lot of mileage on him, to, to get the younger guy in Najee when I did. Um, I don't think I would have got it done without Najee last year, if I'm being yeah. honest. So, um, no, I, I have zero regrets about it. I think I think Najee's banged up, too, this year, and I think the O-line is just hot trash. I don't think we've seen the best from Najee yet in his career. Yeah. Okay. Do you think maybe you have a better chance of winning this year if you had Chubb versus Najee this year or no? So right now, I mean, the, the point differential is massive between Chubb and Najee, but um, Deshaun Watson's coming back. They're going to start throwing the ball more. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm trying to play my best fantasy football in December and January, and I don't think Nick Chubb is that player to – accomplish that goal i think i think this is peak nick chubb for this year and he's been a hell of a player he probably could have won me a couple games this year that i've lost um but i'm not really sweating it cool all right good one is that all what's that is that all three questions no we got miscellaneous still oh lay it on me let's go we got miscellaneous still okay um We'll have a little fun with this one. All right. If you had your option, would you rather hit a home run as a pitcher, score a goal as a goalie, or a touchdown as a lineman? Oh, man. So, man, that's a tough question. Home run as a pitcher, goal as a goalie. Touchdown as a lineman. As a lineman. The thick six. Um <laughs> I've heard that more than once. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say home run as a pitcher. Yeah, why is that? Because I think the hardest thing to do in sports is to hit a baseball. Um, and that's just that's just Americana right there. Baseball, yeah. apple pie. I, I think that's the I think that's the the answer. Uh, I've scored I've scored goals in hockey before and it feels great, but uh, you know, I think the home runs the way to go. Chicks dig the long ball. <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, you know, I can agree with that. I think pit, yeah. I think hitting a home run as a pitcher it's so rare to see. Yeah. I think every once in a while we see a lineman get lined up at you know, uh, tight end and fake a ankle in, ankle injury and then like gets up and catches a pass or. They hand it to the big guy in the backfield. I don't know if I've ever seen a goalie score a goal. That's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Rick, that it was for me. It was between uh, scoring as a goalie or hitting a home run as a pitcher. The linemen, I mean that those guys get so excited. It's so fun to see. But usually (laughs) that robs someone of fantasy points. So usually, (laughs) (laughs) that's true. I thought I was losing last year to Julian the first round of the playoffs. Because uh, one of his fucking D linemen scored a touchdown on an offensive play, and I was pissed. I thought I was going down. <laughs> I was... One of his D tackles getting out, getting a touchdown. Yeah, so. oh, I, I was livid. I think yeah. I texted Jimmy. I was like, "I'm gonna lose to fucking Julian because this fucking <laughs> D tackle scored a touchdown." <laughs> I was so upset. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Colin. That was three yards on a cloud of dust, man. 
Sure. Well, hey, uh, I talked to Jimmy about this. We're pulling the Uno reverse card on you, Rich. Okay. Um, I've got three questions for you. All right. I like it. Let's hear them. We'll start with the NFL question. And <laughs> I said the NFL trade deadline has come and gone, and Cam Akers <laughs> is still a ramp. <laughs> Since you now own um, so I guess I'll try to change this up a little bit. Um, first question was, why do you think a deal didn't get done? But I'll just ask, what do you think is next for Cam Akers? Because uh, I truly think kind of a head scratcher that he didn't get moved. Yeah, I think, like, again, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. I don't think we're hearing everything that's going on. Same. Something, something more than a, a disagreement with, uh, what is it? Um, ethics or, you know, they don't see eye to eye on scheme or whatever. They're full of shit. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Um, I don't think they got offers for what they wanted from them. So they're like, well, you're here. We're going to try to get something out of you. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see him signing. Um, oh. And I think he walks. So. Okay. No, I agree. We won't beat that one to death because I think we've already talked about it. So I'll move on to the HFFL question. Okay. Uh, so you're currently in the middle of a rebuild. You've stockpiled yeah. a whole lot of picks, but you also have some very talented youth on your team. Um, with some interesting young players. So who is a guy already on the Roll Tide roster that you either think will be or is a future cornerstone of Roll Tide for years to come? or is a player that um, is currently on the roster that you think has a brighter future than the rest of the fantasy world thinks? Who are you more excited about that you think is under the radar? So you can answer, answer either question or both or whatever. Um, so an under-the-radar guy that I think can contribute – I don't know. My guys are just so on top of the radar, you know? Um, so, I mean, I think for a while there, it's been Terrace Marshall. I think a lot of people haven't seen what he could be. And, you know, for, I mean, for good reason, he was, you know, being healthy scratch the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, but I think he's starting to show some talent and starting to get some targets. And I think that um, he can be a, a, a pretty good piece in the future. Um a guy that I really have high hopes for that I feel it can be a cornerstone um, is Alec Pierce. Um, I'm, I'm really high on him. I've had a, a lot of people, a few people make some offers for him already. Um, I just, I, I like his, his size. I like that, you know, he was, his rookie year, he's a number two wide receiver. He's paired very nicely uh, with Michael Pittman. Um, I think they, they make for a really good one, two punch. Um, so I, I'm expecting big things out of him and I, I think he could be one of those steady, high target volume guys, um, in the future. So I'm, I'm really excited about him. Sure. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think you'd be crazy to not be excited about both those guys. I really love me some Terrace Marshall, um, out of LSU, obviously mm-hmm. during college, he got hurt. So we only played seven games. I pulled up his stats while you're talking about him. In seven games, he had 731 yards um, for an average of 15.2 yards a catch and 10 touchdowns. So he was just an absolute monster. So I think he might yeah. be – we've already seen some flashes. He might be just a quarterback away from kind of taking that next step. So yeah. um, He just turned 22 in June. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's still young, and, and to that that point you just made, he's he's inexperienced. So I think there is some there is a learning curve for him. The talent's there, but I think sure. he just has to continue to learn the game. I still think Gabe Davis is undervalued, if I'm being honest. Like tied to Josh Allen for probably his whole career at this point. I mean, I'm assuming they get a deal done soon this offseason, and you know he gets top 20 wide receiver money. And, you know, in two years, three years, we're like, how the fuck did they get away with paying him, you know, at that time? Now he'll be the 35th wide receiver in pay. I think, dude, he he is a guy that I would love to have, and I don't have anywhere. But tied to Josh Allen with that kind of fucking ability, yeah. that's amazing. I just worry about this, you know, him relying on the big play. I, if, if we could, if I could start seeing him, see him get, you know, more intermediate catches instead of deep balls. Right. Um, you know, for a little bit more solid floor production, I'd have a little bit better feel for him. But I agree with you. I mean, I just wanted to go with a couple of people that I, I think maybe not a whole lot of people think are that kind of guy. I think a lot yeah, of people yeah. see Gabe Davis as possibly my best player on my team yeah. uh, offensively. So, um, and you know, let's just touch a little bit on Trev because I think Love Trev him. is is one of is is just he's coming along, you know, it's slow. It's super slow and it's excruciating to watch sometimes. Um, but he's starting to get the game uh, a little bit better. And I wish it was quicker. Wish it was as quick as it happened with, you know, guys like Herbert, but uh, with his, his pedigree, but um, you know, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far this year. Yeah. I wouldn't give up on Trev. He struggled a little bit, but um, I, I think he's still very interesting. I, I tell you who looks like dog shit is Malik. <laughs> uh, I mean, they knew he was raw anyway. This really isn't a yeah. surprise. Right? Yeah, yeah, but he looked bad. But yeah. anyways. It helps when he, could... he looks good when he runs. Yeah. But it just it helps when he can turn around and hand the ball to uh, monster Derrick Henry 32 times and win a football yeah. game. Yeah, that'll help anyone for sure. Yeah. All right. My last question, your miscellaneous. Your Crimson Tide and my Fighting Tigers square off this week. I'm scared shitless of this one. Um, so I'm going to look ahead. And as we stand here on Thursday, November 3rd, Alabama is plus 140 to make the college football playoff. The yeah. remaining schedule is at Death Valley this week. Then they host mm-hmm. number 11 Ole Miss. And they finish up with an Iron Bowl matchup, of course, against the fake Tigers of Auburn. Uh, if everything goes well for the Tide, They'll see Tennessee or Georgia, most likely, in the SEC championship. I would imagine they need a win in that game to make it to the playoff. Maybe not, but probably. My question is, does Saban make it happen yet again? Are we hitting or laying off at plus 140 for Bama to make the playoff? Yeah, with the defense they have, the odds aren't there. If the odds were a little bit better, I'm thinking we're hitting it. But, uh, no, we're laying off. I I just – I hate their defense. Um, I know Anderson is, you know, in certain games has been effective, but in other games he's just disappeared off the map and, and they can't cover to save their freaking lives right now. Cover I think, a, you know, better cover a receiver. Cover a receiver. Okay. I thought you were yeah. cover a damn spread. No, right? they can't cover a receiver. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they're really missing Sertain this year, um, yeah. you know, uh, and Kool-Aid just, you know, can't do it all. So I think it's uh, – yeah, I think they went out, and I think they lose to either Georgia or Tennessee. In I think it's going to be Georgia 
honestly, in the SEC championship. So, um, unfortunately, that'll put them to loss and out of the playoff, uh, and it'll be disappointing. But um, I think they'll keep it entertaining for me for the for the rest of the season. Sure. sure. All right. Well, you survived your first uh, three yards in the cloud of dust. There we go. Thank you. Sure. <clears throat> All right. Week nine matchups. Uh, we got six teams on by this week. We have the Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, and 49ers. We have Corey Stevens at three and five versus Mike at three and five. Corey is a 21-point favorite. What do you got here, Rich? Yeah, so these two guys are in the middle of an ocean fighting over one life preserver, and there's no way to share it. They're absolutely fighting for their playoff lives this week. And, uh, you know, Joe Burrow laid an egg last week without Chase. I think he bounces back big this week uh, with an adjustment against a very gettable Panthers defense. Mike has the edge in the running back department uh, with with Corey having to start Kenyon Drake. Um, you know, Mike gets uh, set set the bar with Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, and Gus Edwards, which is interesting because a lot of people had written Antonio Gibson off uh, with Brian Robinson, but he's been used in a very creative way. Um, he's had seven receptions last week. He's currently top 10 in receiving stats uh, in, in completions and catches or t- catches and targets, uh, 29 catches, 35 targets on the season. Um, so Corey has outscored Mike defensively 18 points per week over the last three weeks, which sets a nice floor for Corey this week. And I think that's enough to save his season and put Mike out of his misery. Corey wins 178-166. Ooh, love the points. Love when you do that. What do you got, Kellen? Uh, I would love to call this a get-right week for Corey, uh, but he kind of has some bad bye week luck. No CD, Pollard, or Ayuk. Mike's Biggest bye week impact is probably Amari Cooper. And he has some guys that could make this a tough out for Corey, but I think the asymptomatic has come down with the sickness and Corey prevails. Yeah, for me, um, I don't know. I, I cannot get a feeling for Mike at all. I am wrong every single time I pick him or pick against him. So, um, Looking at this, I was like, "Yeah, Mike's Mike's gonna get uh, Mike's gonna get beat. It's gonna be close, but he's gonna beat." So uh, because I feel that way, I'm actually gonna pick Mike for my upset of the week because I have no fucking clue what to do with Mike. I just cannot figure it out. So uh, yeah, upset of the week, a lot of confidence. Mike gonna get it done. Love it. <laughs> um, Walt at three and five, and Julian at seven and one. Julian is a fifty-five point favorite in this matchup. What do you got here, Callan? Wow, fifty-five points. Yeah, Julian is looking so strong right now. His running backs are doing what we expected them to, and he kind of figured that defense out too. Uh, He's pretty unaffected by bye weeks in any big way this week, and I think the number one seed just rolls here. Walt has a solid squad with some players that can make some noise, like Duvernay, uh, especially without Bateman in the uh, starting. He's out with an injury. Then he's got dubs against our Lions, but I think Julian is just too hot for Walt to keep pace with, uh, especially with Zeke out on by. So um, I do think it's fairly close. I'm going to call this my game of the week. I think the River Rats keep putting up monster stats, um, and I think Julian does come away with the win, but I think in this family battle, I, I think it is close. Okay. Uh, for me, I, I put some very deep analysis into this, and I said uh, Julian is just better. Julian wins. 
Okay, Rich. <laughs> oh, just to just to be clear, Corey versus Mike is my game of the week because it's okay. basically going to end somebody's season. Yeah. Um, okay, so I hate Julian's wide receiver depth. I touched on it a little bit last week. He needs to stop being a cheap ass and go out and get another wide receiver. Uh, his running backs are saving him right now, and I guess that's why you build the team the way you do. But luckily, he has Mike Evans, who hasn't had any very major injuries. You know, I was thinking to myself, you know, you know, Mike Evans is one of those guys that always seems to be injured, but honestly, not. I looked it up, and he's only missed six games in his nine-year career. He's just so, always I mean, banged up and limping. Yeah, always. Oh, it's always like a like a um like an excuse, like ah, I didn't catch it right, my <laughs> knee or whatever. But no, he he seems to be healthy, right? He seems to be a nice anchor there for that wide receiver group. Uh, unfortunately, Big Mike Williams is hurt for him. And he's just trying to plug and play right now. Um, I think he just needs to go out and get somebody. Um, but right now, he's, he's being carried by his running backs. Um, but I think Wall has a puncher's chance this week. I think the matchups aren't ideal for Julian. And Wall has some favorable matchups. He's got uh, D- uh, Dubes and, and – is it Dobbs? Dubes? Dobbs, yeah. Dobbs? All right. Doobie. Uh, and Lazard both have the Lions. Duvernay um, will be the number one in Baltimore. Devontae has the Texans tonight. A.J. Green will probably pull Stingley uh, against Houston, so that should free up Devontae. So both defenses are at full strength. Julian has the edge there, and as good as these matchups are for Walt, I don't think they're going to be enough. I actually think this is going to be a close match. Um, I'm calling it 185 to 182. As someone who took Walt plus 55, that's exciting. Sounds like money. Yes, it does. Yeah, I was. I made a note. I was glad to see uh, Walt move Lazard into his starting lineup because I think that double dip with Packers receivers is going to pay dividends, just like it did for the Dolphins last week. Yep, that wants me some money on DraftKings. I'll tell you that much. Why I picked Rogers back up in the guillotine. Well, let's go. There you go. All right. Uh, next matchup: four and four Brendan versus six and two Kobe. Uh, Kobe is a twenty-four point favorite. Um, for both of these guys, I mean, Kobe's kind of comical. I mean, he's got three, four, seven, nine guys on by, and Brendan has three, five, six, seven, eight guys on by. So this is going to be a uh, walking wounded fest here. And Bipoc- uh, Yeah, definitely a bipocalypse. Um, but looking at it, I mean, just the the guys that uh, Brendan has in his lineup, um, I think Kobe's just a just a better team this week. Um, I think you know having Aaron Jones, Ramondre, and Kenneth Walker. Uh, I, I don't think that Brendan really has an answer for that. So I'm gonna go ahead and go Kobe this week. What do you got, Rich? Yeah, so Brendan and I both need this one this week against Kobe. Um, unfortunately, there are some major concerns with Brendan's team: no Debo, no Miles Garrett, no Fred Warner, no Kobe Jackson. All starters on his team uh, week to week. Uh, pair that with a uh, bad offensive matchups for his running backs. It's uh, going to be a, a definitely an uphill battle for Brendan this week. Kobe's coming off a tough loss. Um, he was talking shit before it was over and then, uh, you know, got the shades pulled down on him. Um, but I think it's time for a bounce back for get right week here for the Kobe's. Um, I think he's fielding a solid offense with really good matchups. Um, Jones gets the Lions. Stevenson's, Stevenson may not have Harris to compete with for carries. And I expect, you know, even if Harris plays, I expect him to run all over the Colts. And Ken Walker just keeps getting better every game. So uh, I'd love for this to be a close one, but it's not going to be. Kobe wins 189-168. Okay. What do you got, Kellen? Uh, so Tua is no slouch. He had a hell of a game last week, but Josh Allen clearly wins the quarterback battle here. 
Um, unfortunately, though, for Brendan, I don't think he wins the positional matchup at any other offensive position. Colby is Aaron Jones versus the Lions. Kind of a, enough said there. Um, Brendan has the ghost of Julio Jones starting for him, which should tell everyone what kind of shape Brendan is in at the wide receiver position these days. Um, it, now that I look at it again, he might win. Brendan might win at the tight end matchup with Tunyon versus Detroit over Taysom Hill for Kobe. You never really know with Taysom Hill, though, what you're going to get. Uh, but that's a close matchup. But add in the fact that Kobe has the number one defense in the league, I think it's just too much for Brendan. I'd say the, the bees keep buzzing. Hey, yo. All right, we have, um, as Corey has so eloquently put it, Douche Scott at six and two versus Rich at two and six. And we only have a 22 point spread here. Uh, Rich, what do you got? Yeah. So, uh, you know, PJ Walker getting a spot start for Scott this week. Um, no Saquon, which is, it's huge for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I bet, you know, I just wish he could play somebody more, um, more competent, a more competent team this week, <laughs> but I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure with, uh, you know, he lined up, he lined it up perfectly with Saquon's buy. Uh, to play me, uh, but I wouldn't count me out so fast here. Um, Trev pulls the Raiders defense as dead last in the league. Um, Harris, if Harris plays, he gets a 23rd uh, worst run defense uh, and should get goal line work. Zay Jones again gets the Raiders and also is playing 100% of the snaps week in and week out. Gabe Davis is a big play guy. He could go off. Uh, Terrace Marshall got nine targets last week. Seems to be you know a favorite target of P.J. Walker's. Um, and over, over the last three weeks, my defense has outscored Scott's defense 11 points per week. So I'm running full go here. Upset of the week. Oh, yeah. Roll tide wins 169 to 162. Let's go. Nice. We got all right. Um, all right. So rich, I would say wins the QB battle here with Trevor. Uh, going against the Raiders versus P.J. Walker for Scott. I think Trevor is going to be a chalky DFS play this week. So I think Trevor is going to have himself a week. Um, running back is fairly close. And, hey, what if it's a Gabe Davis week? Like we just talked yeah. about those up and down weeks. That helps Rich while hurting Scott's Steph Diggs play. Um, but really all of this just to say I – I still think Scott comes away with the win, but it's closer than the experts think, my friends. <laughs> but I'll use his own his old team name since he just changed it today. The Teddy Bridge may be over troubled water, but the bridge leads to a victory. <laughs> so eloquent. <laughs> I try. Uh, yeah, these, these guys both got a ton of buys here too. Um, some some very big names, obviously like Saquon. Uh, you know, that's that's Justin Simmons has been very very good this year uh, when he's playing obviously he was hurt there for a minute but um, <clears throat> I I don't know I, I do think that it'll be close in the sense that Rich will have a shot um, you know going into the four o'clock games from there you know you know who knows actually looking at it Rich is pretty much done <laughs> at, at one o'clock so Rich will know Rich will know his fate probably by like 3 30 he's got one guy after the one o'clock slate so yeah, um, I'm gonna. I picked Scott here, but uh, you know, I'm not above rooting against Scott. I like the guy, yeah. but you know, it's not. Yeah, not Scott, it's always Scott nice has... to see Rich. It's always nice to see Rich snipe somebody. The teams that are that are that are trying to go through the rebuild, I like rooting for him. I like rooting for the snipe loss. It's They're, nice. Yeah, it's not looking good right now, though. 
no. It's looking kind of bad right now. I would Christian imagine. Harris uh, just isn't isn't tackling anybody apparently. So. Oh no! Okay. All right. Oh well. Yeah. All right. I'll root for the tide on Sunday, but not Can't on. Can't take it back. Well, there you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> sure. Go, go Tigers. All right, we got. Uh, hey, Corey... hey, Kellen, what do you? Right, we'll talk after this. No, no, go, no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, Kellen, are you watching the game somewhere on Saturday? Um, potentially. I don't know. It's a it's a weird week with the the uncle situation and all that. I'm not gotcha. quite. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm, I have a bourbon event from 12 till 5 out in Northville, so I'll be out in your neck of the woods. Oh. And oh. then I'm going to look for a place to watch the game. Okay. So, anyways, um, let it marinate. What time I is will. the game? Seven. That's a 7.30 kick. Let's, 730. we got to make this happen. <laughs> I'll be in town. Oh, will you? Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll get yeah. there probably 5, 5.30, so. Well, well I'll be yeah. sauced up. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta make Rich this will be, Rich will be happy drunk. I'll be sad drunk. Hey, whatever. Then, hey, look, happy drunk, sad drunk. You know. And I'll just. That's why I say I, I drink. I drink because if we're winning, it's more fun. And I drink because if we lose, then I'm already got a head start on on, it, on my no. on my sorrows. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Now nah, I'm expecting some tiger tears on Saturday night. I don't know what all the hype's about. I think we're gonna get molly whopped. <laughs> what a word. I like it. <laughs> That's a great word. It really is. <laughs> All right. We got uh, Higgerman at three and five versus Kellen at five and three. Uh, Vegas Corey has Kellen as a 16 and a half point favorite. What do you have here, Kellen? Yeah. So I, I took my notes before Damian Pierce is at 15.3 points right now. So it changes some things. Um, Houston's definitely doing better against the Philadelphia defense than I thought they would, but um I'm still kind of getting crushed by bye weeks this week. Um, and my injuries don't leave me many options for filling in the gaps. Kind of, especially on defense, I, I've got some starters that are questionable. So I just, I'm not feeling my team this week. Uh, luckily, Chubb is out on bye for Corey this week, too. I thought he'd have Keenan Allen back, but that does not give me a warm, fuzzy feeling. And I kind of wish he would play because, Jimmy, I need him in the guillotine league. Yep. badly um so i kind of wish keenan Allen would play and i'll take my chances in this league but um even all that considered uh this is my upset pick of the week i'm not feeling my team this week at all i think running backs matter and running backs splatter the irish tigers this week in my upset pick of the week <laughs> i love i love the little puns that you come up with yeah the, i gotta bring some to the table i don't know right um, so I have this, uh, this, I have this as my game of the week here. Um, I do think that, that Kellen is a better team, but I did write down that he has a, a hilarious bye week situation. Um, but with the injury, <clears throat> yeah, with the injury to, to Keenan and not having Nick Chubb, I mean, you guys are actually pretty even going into the weekend and it, and it does not look like Chuba Hubbard's going to be back. So Deontay Foreman is looking like a nice play again. Um, obviously nobody really knows yet if Cooper cup's going to play. Um, but based on his history, he's been pretty tough, and it seems like he'll uh, he'll play through that. So, um, I he doesn't did feel pain, huh? He doesn't feel pain. He doesn't feel pain. Well, obviously, everyone expects this. I did pick Kellen because I I need Corey to keep losing. So sorry, um, Corey. I'm glad you said it was close. I thought you were going to call me a little sad sack bitch for thinking that I would lose, but no, I I do think this will be very close. I don't expect to run away with this by any means. I mean, you are a sad sack bitch, but I mean. I, I don't know, man. My team's pissing me off right now. 
You got that that feeling that I get for George Kittle every now and then. We we need TJ. Mm, I'm five and three. Boo! I don't want to <laughs> fucking hear it. <laughs> tell us about this, Rich. Yeah. So, uh, DeAndre Carter has not been very good this year. Um, Kadarius Tony now on a new team. I don't know if he thought as far ahead as CMC and asked for the playbook for the ride to the middle of the country. Um, but you know, it would have been a savvy move if he did. But I bet I you will think, find out on Sunday night, though. But I don't think he did. Um, I think Kellen's team is in prime position here. Uh, Houston is going to have to rely heavily on, on Damian Pierce tonight. Foreman is going to get a full workload. I don't see too much of a letdown uh, with Geno starting for the Tigers over Dak. Uh, I am concerned about Claypool and Hawk this week uh, start being on new teams. Good point. Um, but I think it's going to be a close one. I don't think it's going to be very high scoring. Um, I think it's going to be a a Irish Tigers win. I'm going with Kellen here, 169 to 163. Ooh, a lot of 169s. Very nice. Nice. All right, next matchup, we've got the 4-4 four and four KV's Crusade back in the day. Trash drunk, get drunk and at a 14-point favorite versus Arico at 2-6. and six. Um Jeff is nearly full strength. I he is in one of those situations. I did see, though, actually, now that I'm looking at it, um, I did see that Austin Eckler was a late week downgrade, which is never good. Um, but news has since come out and said that it was just a precaution and blah 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 blah. So that should be really interesting to monitor going forward um, into the weekend. But uh, if he plays, which I, which I do think he will, um, based on those reports. Um, he's going to have Eckler back off a of bye. He's going to have Devontae Adams off of a horrible game going into Jacksonville. Uh, Tyler Boyd is getting a lot of targets right now with Jamar Chase out. Justin Jefferson is an absolute monster. Um, Isaiah likely could be in line for a huge workload if Mark Andrews doesn't play. Um, Jeff could destroy Orico this week. Like it's, This was actually the other game that I was considering with my unit this week. Uh, Jeff minus 14. Um, but the, I just love the idea of getting 55 points. It just, uh, it's so nice. So I couldn't, I couldn't go against that. But um, if that that line wasn't there, this would have been my line. I think Jeff wins big against Rico. I mean, uh, let's say I'll go full rich here. Uh, 205 to 155. I think this Ooh. is trouncing. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. turpin restarted today. Yep. All right, Rich. Yeah. So Rico down a defender, maybe. Um, maybe minus Andrews and staring Isaiah likely right in the face. Mm-hmm. It could be a dangerous week for, for Rico. Um, you know, not having those guys. Uh, Jeff is also at full strength and is looking is out for blood. Uh, he has great matchups. Like you said, uh, with Carr and Devante Eckler gets Atlanta. Jefferson gets Washington, all bottom 10 defenses. I think Jeff is just too much this week. I think Jeff wins. You hear that Jeff? We're talking good about your team, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff wins 199 to 163, takes him to bedrock and beats that ass. <laughs> oh, that is a mattress burying, boys. Whoa. Bedrock mattress burying. That's brutal. Bedrock. What do you got, Kellen? All right. So, uh, Arico has some red hot players on mm-hmm. offense. ETN is looking like a true RB1. Herbert is back off his bye week and gets Atlanta. Olave's got some rookie of the year buzz. 
Waddle is putting up big numbers in year two, and Mark Andrews is pretty good at football too if he plays. The problem is Jeff's offense can at least keep it close offensively, unless they play like they did last week, but I don't expect that to happen again. And then his number three defense in the league is going to allow him to pull the head there. So we've got ourselves a consensus quake. Trash Trunk hands out some Iser pain to the Iser plan and rolls in this one. Which uh, historically means Arico is going to win. Lock it in. Anytime mm-hmm. all of us pick somebody, it fucking yep. backfires every Free time. For- Go the other way. Yep. All right. Last matchup of the week here. We've got five and three Jim versus three and five Ryan. We've got a little bit of a rivalry week. I'm also going to call this a co-game of the week just because Ryan is a little bitch. And, uh, you know, it's just got to be done. Jim is an 18.5 point favorite. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that that's about 40 points short. So uh, go ahead, Rich. What do you got? Yeah. So I'm going to take the page out of Callen's book here. The Jonesboro Jed buy has nine players on buy this week. Nice. <laughs> that was so bad. Um, <laughs> uh, so no CMC, a slew of buys. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, Jimmy's going to be cooking this week. And uh, it could, could be a, another low-scoring week for Ryan. Um, I'm going 191 to 161. Jimmy wins. All right. What do you got, Colin? Yeah, so big rivalry game. Uh, Jimmy welcomes back his two offensive and defensive leaders in Mahomes and Derwin. CMC would have given Ryan a puncher's chance on this one, but now he's on by. So I think Jimmy wins big here in my – what I think is an obvious choice for lock of the week. To say one good thing about Ryan's team, though, his Derek Brown pickup for $5 was my favorite pickup of the week. I don't love a lot of the D tackles being started in our league, but I think uh, Derek Brown is turning into a force. And I forgot to come up with a pun for this one, so let me think about it, and I'll chime in after you talk about it, Jimmy. Uh, Yeah, I have some very extensive notes. Uh, No CMC, no chance, lock of the week. Fuck you, Ryan. So, yeah, uh, let's go 199-149. Absolute fucking shellacking. This is not going to be good, folks. Did you put any cheddar on Corey Vegas with this one? No, you're not allowed to let bet on your own game or whatever. No, but you can if you were going to bet to win. What? If you bet on yourself to win, he'll let you do it. Oh, I yeah, I'm not passing up 55. Did bucks. you bet? Did you bet anything? <laughs> what did you bet, bet this week? I took Walt plus 55. Oh shit, yeah, that's a good it bet. Was, it was so fucking obvious to me. I I couldn't turn it down. It was 55 yeah. points, and I, looked, I didn't even look at it. it. Just, it just I just couldn't look at. I couldn't turn it down. What did you What did you take? I didn't take anything last two weeks. I completely forgot. Oh, you had to take the weeks off. Yeah, I completely forgot. Did did uh, you take any, Colin? Well, I'm sorry. I was zoned out. What would you say? Good. Have you done any bets <laughs> with Corey Vegas this week? No, I haven't. Have you done any in general? Like on DraftKings or just with oh, Corey? Corey? No, I've done – I've laid off. I've get, I'm getting my ass kicked enough by people I don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> I figured I would just limit it to that. I've That's- been getting housed all year. I, I don't know. But... One good day, and that's really been it since football started. That's yeah. I'm back to to even. So now I'm like totally not even interested in in doing any bets because I'm back to even. And I'm like, fuck it, all right, just leave it alone. Just just yeah. chill. My uh, my my first really turned uh, took a turn for the bad. I I crushed it last football season, and then uh, 
when the snow started melting and golf started up, I was the king of putting futures on guys to win golf tournaments who would then finish second through fifth. And <laughs> I, I was just livid. I bet on, I bet on uh, Cam Smith to win every major, uh, the first three. And then he, he came in like second in the masters and he was like right up there every tournament. And then I laid, I was like, fuck this guy. He's never going to win. And then he wins the one that I didn't bet on where, you know, my standard bet of like 20 bucks for him to win would have won like a thousand and I didn't hit it. So I've never recovered mentally. (laughs) What about you, Rich? How's your, uh, how's your betting game going lately? Well, I won a lot of money playing that card game and then um, proceeded over the last six weeks to just bet on every damn thing I could get my hands on. So didn't go great. I've won a couple here and there. Uh, I'm trying to play a little bit smarter now. Less same game parlays, more just kind of what I know. And it's going a little bit better now. But, uh, yeah, it's tempting, man. Throw out a bunch of TD parlays on a Sunday and just let it roll. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The well, same game parlays are fun, but, man, they they know what they're doing by offering that up. Yeah. Yep. I lose them all every time. Um, I am, what is it? Six out of eight or six out of nine, something like that, on uh, NBA prop bets so far this year. So that's been nice. Damn. Good there start. you go. I know, I know Jack about the NBA, man. I, I don't know anything. I really, like, I really like the NBA. It's, it's a lot of fun for me. Big fan. Yeah. Love watching the buddy that's I the game yet. Pretty funny. I, I haven't quite figured it out yet, but yeah. he stands by it. What does he do? He just says it's free money. NBA, yeah, he says if a good team is down, hammer them money line, and good oh. things will happen. But um, hey guys, is this is this a date last weekend? Is this a three hour? Is this a three hour pod we're on here? No, we didn't even <laughs> turn it on until eight forty five, eight fifty. But we're, we're oh, all right, good, too. good, good, good. I was just making sure we weren't going three. <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, this. I'm, hey, uh. Hey, uh, Kellen, you're looking out here with Goddard on the bench for uh, for Hagerman. Holy Eight shit. catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Wow! He's played two. He's played two. He's played two tight ends all year, and decides to play Kadarius Tony in his first game, and DeAndre Carter over Goddard. That a boy. Yeah. That a boy, yeah. Corey. Yeah, that's questionable. I'll <laughs> take that all day. Get the That's, fuck uh, works out. He's tanking. No, there's no. Hey, look, there's a uh, there. Those potential points are in that potential point lineup, no matter what. Tank. <laughs> wow, twenty three from Goddard. I didn't know he was having that good of a game. Well, that's a day. Holy shit. League. Thank you, Goddard. I didn't realize it was <laughs> that big of a day. Wow. No, but to to your point about this being a a, a damn near two hour pod. Um, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I really enjoy this. Like, this is like the highlight of my week coming down into yeah. the game, having a couple beers, watching the game while just, while we're bullshitting like that. Yeah. I love it. I love that the league is, the league is enjoying it. You know, I, you know, I don't know how many people watch it. I haven't really looked at the analytics or how many people listen, I should say. Um, but you know, fuck, I don't care. It's, I think everybody's listening for me. I think they are too. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun for me. I tell you that. So I do appreciate you know, everybody being interested. And I love that we get a new, you know, a new third wheel every week and, you know, try to try. I want to get everybody on. Like that's, that's the goal is to get everybody doing it. No, I think it's a good rotation. If Looking they don't like you, it, caveman. They don't have to listen, so I, I think it's totally fine. Looking at you caveman. 
When's your pod this year? Come yeah, on, get along. Thanksgiving. Oh well, yeah, that'd be a good one. You have to do it. That'd do it live one. from the cave. <laughs> live and direct from the cave. <laughs> from the bedrock. <laughs> Is that what he calls it? No, but she should because that's fucking fantastic. <laughs> that was great, Rich. Bury him into the bedrock. <laughs> hey, hey, before we hang up, I Rico called me out in the group chat today for my James Cook pick, leaving Olave on the board. And oh. I wanted to mention this in our standings review and like fun stats. I got a quick little uh, rookie review here because I was all on my feelings about James Cook. <laughs> uh, so, so I got a quick draft recap for top rookies so far this season. We got number one rookie so far, Brees Hall, who belongs to Julian. He's dead, but he's number one right now. Number two on the list for rookies, regardless of position, is Jaquan Brisker, who belongs to me. He's one point behind Brees. Number three is playing right now, Jalen Petrie. Walt is who owns him. That was like a fourth-round pick. That was a freaking snipe. Number four is Damian Pierce to me. Number five is Devin Lloyd to me. Oh, I see where this is going. Yeah, yeah, you see now. Number six is Chris Olave. So, uh, it belongs to Matt. It belongs to Matt. Could have been to Kellen, but, uh, you know, I got a little cute there. But we still have faith. And I know Kenny Pickett and Kenneth Walker will be shooting up these lists, but I got three of the top five rookies as we stand today. Could have had four of the top six if I didn't get cute, but I still have no regrets. I'm holding out faith. But... Can you reach your own back to pat it? <laughs> I don't need to. I got a podcast to do that. That's right. I love it. Oh, yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, I'm sniffing my own farts here a little bit, but uh, I thought that was interesting, too, just to, you know, see really who the top rookies are right now. I love Brees it. Hall would be running away with this shit right now oh, if he was yeah. It'd be over. And, Matt, and Rico called me out, so I had to address it. Yeah, got your feelings hurt a little bit. That's okay. It happens. Yeah, I'll be all right. All right. Well, I appreciate you boys being on. Uh, this was a this was a good one. I hope everybody enjoys it. You might need to digest it in uh, two sittings, but you know that's the beauty of podcasts. Take them as you go here. So, uh, thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Good yeah. luck. Roll Tide. That was fun. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. All right. Here comes uh, Jedi Corner. Thanks. Hello, HFFL. Look, welcome to week nine, Jedi Corner. I figured all of you around my age would like that in this league, um, as it was kind of like the anthem of our time as athletes. <laughs> all right, let's start with the fantasy pool pick em. Um Myself and the Bees tied at 34 in the lead. Barrel Snowman, 33, right behind. And then we have a three-team tie for 32. Roll Tide, Asymptomatic or Grammatica's Trash Trunk Get Drunk. Down to 31 for Tunnel of Terror, Corey's new team name. Then we have 27, Doctor Make My Team Great Again. Uh, no one else really matters in that countdown. Moving on to standings. The number one team in the league still, uh, the St. Louis River Rats. At seven and one, all alone, uh, with the best record. Then we have two teams at six and two: the Bees, uh, fresh off of their first loss, Yellow Jackets, I should say. Um, and then we have a new, another new team name, 
uh, his new team name is New Name, but you still suck. Um, that's Scott's new team name, as I'm sure he's talking about Corey and how he's still better than him. Next up, we have Barrow Snowman at five and three. Again, another team off a loss. Um, fourth place, not great for the Snowmen. Um, fifth place, Fire Up Irish Tigers, also five and three. And then sixth place, the last team in the playoffs right now would be Doctor Make My Team Great again at four and four. There is another four and four team, Trash Trunk Get Drunk, just outside of the playoffs. Then we have the Shade. Uh, finally got off the Schneid, got another win. He's at three and five, but still a high points four. So he's the uh, eighth place team right now. Ninth place, Tunnel of Terror and Corey. Tenth uh, place, Running Backs Matter at three and five. Eleventh, uh, myself at three and five. Asymptomatic or Grammatic is at three and five. Uh, in twelfth place, thirteenth uh, place is Yeiser Plan at two and six, and then Roll Tide at two and six. Again, um, I can't mention this enough. This is the most even this league has ever been. Uh, from top to bottom. So um, I look forward to a crazy playoff race and uh, get ready for it. It is coming faster than we even realize, I think. All right, moving on to the matchups this week. Very first matchup is myself, the Jedi, against the Snowmen. Um, first thing I want to say in this matchup is fuck you, Jimmy, uh, and the Snowmen. Um, I hope I win. Uh, I have literally 19 buys, so that whole uh, lineup thing... You know, CMC's on a bye, yeah, yeah, Jimmy created the schedule, or he changed it without any of us knowing. Uh, Christian McCaffrey on a bye, Melvin Gordon on a bye, um, just pretty unfortunate. Uh, David Njoku on a bye, Dalton Schultz on a bye, Nick Bosa on a bye. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty comical how many people I have on buys, but, and it ends up being the snowman on this week. But whatever, hopefully my team can pull through, um, although I am not picking them to. Barrel snowmen win. Uh, in a closer-than-the-experts-think game. Next up, Tunnel uh, of Terror, Corey, against Asymptomatic Grammaticas. Uh, Corey also has some buys. Tony Pollard is a big one here. Um, he has C.D. Lamb on a buy. That's a pretty big one for him. Um, I do think, although he has these buys, um, Mike has Amari Cooper on a buy. I still think Tunnel of Terror squeaks by in this one. Um, although this one may also be a pretty close game. So Co- Tunnel of Terror and Corey win. The Shade against the St. Louis River Rats. Um, the Shade has screwed me like five weeks in a row, whether I pick them to win or pick them to lose. They do the opposite. Um, sorry, Walt. I'm going to go with the River Rats. Actually, I shouldn't be apologizing. I am going to go with the River Rats. Maybe I should be apologizing to um, Julian right now. I'm going to pick the River Rats to win and stay in first place. Doctor Make My Team Great Again against the Bees. This is my game of the week. Uh, This has the number two team in the league against the number six team in the league um, and has some pretty big implications um, in the playoffs for um, Brendan. So we'll see if he can pull through and give the Bees their second loss in a row. Um, I... Looking at the matchups and things in this game, um, Matt has a lot of buys on the Bees side, but I am going to go with the Bees um, to get back in their winning ways this season. Uh, the Bees takes my game of the week. New name, but you still suck against Roll Tide. Uh, not really going to spend a whole lot of time on that. Um, new name, but you still suck. Does have Saquon Barkley on a buy. That's a big one for him, um, but he's just still too much for Roll Tide. Um, I'm going to take new name, but you still suck to win. 
Next up, running backs matter against fire up Irish Tigers. Um, Nick Chubb on a bye for running backs matter. Uh, I think that's huge for him. Um, I'm going to go fire up Irish Tigers. Lock of the week. Next up, trash trunk get drunk against Yeiser Plan. Uh, this is my upset of the week. I'm going to take Yeiser Plan to beat trash trunk get drunk. I have no idea why. Um, I have nothing good to talk about here. Um, that's just what I'm taking, and I'm sticking to it. All right, guys. Um, I'm not going to pick my um, Corey Vegas yet. I'll let Corey know what that is. Um, I have conferences today, so I'm kind of in a hurry. Um, all right, guys. Good luck this week. See you soon.